0: Your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my god, what's gonna happen? Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Breaking down the week's news and rumors. Oh what does, what does, the Spanish announce table. 84. inching ever closer to that number 200, T-Mac. 200, baby, baby. What <laughs> are we going to do for that? I have no clue, man. But we should do the show time. together, though. Like, oh, yeah, no, we should definitely Sabre. go somewhere and do it, I think. Since we're mobile now. Yeah. We can, like, go last do week we show were together. Things. That's right. Right, we have an on and off again, on again relationship. Yeah. <laughs> we were together last week, now we're not together. We'll Our relationship
1: again. could be best described as uh, Nadia and Jamie Noble. Ooh. Remember that? Yeah. That was a fun relationship. Because I actually think they actually dated. Okay. Because I remember they were on an episode of Cheaters. Remember that show, Cheaters? Yes. And I they think were they were on that, that show. <laughs> and then, hey, they're still living the gimmick. Wasn't it a couple months ago, Jamie Noble got stabbed at a trailer park? Oh, is that th- who he's with now still? I don't know, but I'm just saying he's still living some type of gimmick. Yeah. Right now they're off. You know yeah. what I mean? Next month
0: they could be on. Could be on. Kind of like when we do the shows together. You never <laughs> right. know. You never know. Well, what we do know is we have an interview with Pierre Abernathy, and we've kind of talked about this gentleman before insofar as we've talked about the commission. from Metro The Trump.
1: commission! The
0: commission. And we've even used that uh, as me being a commissioner on the Human Relations Commission in Olathe here. Uh, the,
1: commission. We say the
0: commission uh it's super fun and he's got a lot of stories to tell and we barely even scratched the surface in the interview uh but we'll we'll get into that in the second hour ish obviously if they come back and do one
1: more match you have to walk out with them with <laughs> <your commissioner. laughs> with like commissioner.
0: like don't, little, don't you have a commissioner to, yeah, uh, name got a little magnetized name tag. Yes. yeah yes. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it could be an honorary commissioner. Yep. Yes, the commission. <laughs> the commission. Uh, so yeah, so that's gonna be fun. Look for that in our second hour-ish, rigidly timed podcast here. Uh, how was your week? Tonight? What are you up to? No, what are you up to? I want you to go first. Um, God, what happened this week? My family's been sick. Really? I
1: got the I got a head
0: cold right now, as uh-huh. you can tell by the sniffles. Yep. There you um, go. Uh, Did some commission stuff. Uh, We had a meeting uh, last Monday, so I guess that would have been before uh, the incarnation of the podcast last time. I guess I didn't talk about that, but uh, just been busy, man. Work, doing all that kind of stuff. Doing some podcast uh, preparations stuff. Uh, Come on. You know? uh, Yeah. Swim Trunk's birthday yesterday. He's 10 years old. Yeah, how was that? Tell us about it. Oh, that was fun. Uh, My uh, mother and father got him Nerf guns with about a thousand bullets. Uh, but there was four guns, so we had an impromptu family Nerf gun fight. Uh, yes, who won? Uh, oh, pff, I won, of course. Uh, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> um, no, but that was fun. So we're all rolling around hiding behind couches, shooting each other with Nerf guns and that kind of stuff. Uh, got a, a ice cream cake of his choice, uh, and he uh-huh. wanted to make pizzas at home. So we went and got like some pizza crust and made some pizzas and stuff and kind of did a, uh, Family birthday, that was fun. I like that. Good for you. My youngest is ten years old, so I'm I'm feeling pretty young right now, feeling pretty youthful. Wait a minute, your youngest is ten years old. Yep. How's your oldest? He'll be thirteen in April. Ah. Uh huh. Yeah. Coming up on those fun ages. Oh, it's fun already. Let me. Is it? Oh, that's great. That is great. Yeah. What about you, man? You've been sick. Uh,
1: I have a head cold. Yep. I missed uh, work yesterday because I couldn't get out of bed. I missed work on Monday because I couldn't get out of bed. Tried on Tuesday. (sighs) I was a sack of yogurt. Completely worthless. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) No, I'm great. Actually, actually, uh, yeah, I'm actually doing really well at work. Uh, Got a job responsibility added, and it's going to be fun. And so the next three weeks to a month, it's going to be a little bit more difficult than usual, but still fun. Uh, I did a lot of adult stuff. Yeah. I canceled my cable. Yes, you did. Got rid of that. Now I have the PlayStation View. You liking it? I do. Although... I, I never trust the DVR thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just little, like, is this working? It, it worries me, but it's worked every time so far. I haven't that's what I'm yet. saying. It just yeah. feels like it won't. Right. like Because tonight, as we're recording right now, uh, the 30 for 30, this is the XFL is going on right uh-huh. now. So I have it DVR'd. I haven't checked it yet, but well, it says it's there.
0: Well, that's because it, it's not even really like a DVR. Everything's cloud-based. So you just tell it like, this is one of my shows and it'll be there for you on demand later. So it's not even like right. it's recording because it's already all recorded. It's like a... But you, you know, know
1: what I'm saying? It's, yeah. Still, it's just nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's, it's a little nervous. So I got, I'll give you that. Yeah, so I got rid of my cable. That mm-hmm. was good. Saved myself uh, a boatload. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say a boatload. I saved myself a good chunk of change each month. So now I can take that yep. and do my other adult thing, which I talked to your wife about. Yeah, And that's opening up a retirement uh-huh. account. How she said, fun is that?
0: She said she worried that uh, she threw so much at you that you were like, Okay, and just we're sort of like, I, I don't know that. No, I'm no, 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 no.
1: This. I liked it all. Uh, all the information that she gave me. Uh, I was trying to be funny, and I don't know if she thought it was funny because I was like, <laughs> I'm single, I have no kids, and then yeah. I put in parentheses that I know of, yep. and then I-
0: <laughs> when she 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 was reading the text to me, and she said that, and I. Laughed out loud, lol <laughs> and she was just like, uh huh. I was like, that's good. he knows that? Yeah. yeah. So you <laughs> I like me that at least. you laughed. Right.
1: <laughs> that's good. Yep. So yeah, I'm in the process of opening up a retirement account. It's not like too terribly difficult. It's just that it's something very important that you don't want to mess up. There's and so many so
0: options and so many. That's things the thing. That, yeah. yeah. And
1: you got to know. And not to get off on this whole adult tangent thing, but like. They're in the business of selling you things, so you have to know your shit, so that you don't get sold a golden turd. You know what Uh, I'm saying? And
0: it's it's not even just selling you something for a flat price; it's something they're going to make commissions off of. And right, right. So
1: you just got to make sure that you're not getting, you know, bent over a barrel and showing the fifty states. You know what I'm saying?
0: A guy like you coming in going. Well, I've never done anything like this before. Uh Right. I don't yeah, have any that's dependence. how I attack everything.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's there's not a lot of gray area with me. I don't play games. I'm very transparent. So if I don't know something, I'm gonna tell you, like, hey. But then I'm also gonna tell you, uh, my dad has no future and loves me very dearly, and he can show up to your house. I got a bunch and, of friends with no future. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch of friends with no futures and a dad. Uh-huh. That like me a lot that will
0: show up and, and make sure that you don't screw me over again. And you got a lot of friends who do nothing but all day train how to beat people up. Yeah. Like that's their, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. their livelihood. So, yeah. So if you want to screw me over, good luck because I got a lot of friends. Yeah. You can succeed in screwing me over, but you will not like the result of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, you'll have an extra $100, but you might not have kneecaps.
0: Yeah, but you'll need it for your dental work when you're done. Yes. All right, so let's get into what we come here to talk about, unless you had anything else.
1: No, I'm yeah. just trying to, I'll just apologize now for the sniffles. I'm trying to put the microphone away from my uh, nose as much as possible when I do sniffle. But uh-huh. if you catch it, I apologize. Hey, uh, donate a dollar to show at gmail.com and maybe I can use it to get some ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. There
0: you go. There you go. I like that. All right, well, let's get into how we always kick these shows off. And we break down what we call the mother loving news. And we I do this every day ish on the website where I put out the mother loving news. And it's great. Uh, we pick out, for this show, we pick out the four hottest topics, right? The four Hot. ones that, or at least the ones that we feel like we can talk about the most. And that's when we do this mother loving news. You want to go first or you want me to do it? I'll go first. All right.
1: Reading is going to be such a slobber knocker. Ooh, JR. Yes, WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross autobiography uh, titled Slobberknocker, My Life in Wrestling will be officially released in hardcore cover, that is, Mm -hmm. on October 3rd. So Uh, I could tell you the promotional details. Basically, it's this. He grew up. uh, He started in pro wrestling. He lived in pro wrestling. There's a lot of great stories. It's in the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can tell you the grew up as oh, a young course, boy.
0: Sure. Blah 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 blah. Everybody it's, knows right story. we We're in there for the story. Yeah, everybody knows J.R. story. Um but what you won't know is some of the details that he's gonna get into in the book. I don't want to say don't buy the book, but I'm saying you don't need oh. to hear from us his story. Um,
1: no, yeah, and you're not and you don't need the official like paragraph to yeah. describe the book. You know what you're getting yeah, when you, you buy this
0: book. Yeah, you don't need the liner. Um uh that's a hell of a name. As cliche as Slobberknocker is in regards to Jim Ross, casual pe- passers-by, when they see that book, Slobberknocker, that's going to make people stop and go, what? So that's Especially if title. it's
1: like a new release next to like the Thomas Jefferson autobiography <laughs> right. or, you know, yeah. something. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the latest. The li- right. Yeah, the life and times of activism and how you can make a change. <laughs> uh, and then Slobberknocker.
0: Slobberknocker. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be like Warren Buffett's recent How to Get Rich. Yeah, Trump is the devil and then (laughs) (laughs) Slobberknocker. Yeah, Yeah, that'll be fun. All right, let's move on. (laughs) Apparently, I didn't get that job either. Oh, what's going on, man? Nigel McGinnis is the newest member of the NXT commentary team, replacing Corey Graves this week. Graves made the announcement at NXT TakeOver San Antonio's pre-show this week, saying his other WWE duties have forced him to leave the NXT desk. McGinnis, a longtime veteran of the industry and former ROH commentator, will join Tom Phillips and Percy Watson at the desk.
1: Now, Percy Watson, he can kick rocks. Right. Since he was not good at all. No. But Nigel McGuinness, as you mentioned, he was in ROH. He's been in the business forever. He mm-hmm. knows a lot of the guys that are still in the NXT mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I think he's system. Great.
0: great replacement for Graves.
1: Yeah, I just miss him so much as Desmond Wolfe in TNA. God, if you guys want to just get familiar, now his ROH work was phenomenal and great, the stuff he did with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan all that. But for me, my favorite series of matches was his matches against Kurt Angle, which, I mean, it's Kurt Angle, but he also held up his end of the bargain. And it's in TNA. God, they were so great. Uh, Anyhow, but this is a good sign uh, for him. Mm-hmm. And it's a good sign for Corey Graves because eventually, you know, how many times can you insult the same type of character, right? So wow. Ty Dillinger is Tyler Breeze is Fandango. So how many times can you say the same insult yeah. for all three guys? Well, And
0: I like that Corey Graves is so, you know, we were a fan of Corey Graves when he was wrestling, you know, yeah. and the the down tattoos yeah. and stuff. Um, And then when he got injured and they were like, oh, we'll do this commentary thing. I was like, oh, this is where so many guys go away. Like they try to give him. You know, so many people have gone through that like, "Oh, you can't do it anymore." He more. had a grand slam, but he has knocked it out of the park and is only getting better. He's one of the best heel commentators, if not the best heel commentator out there right now. I mean, JBL might make a run, but I think JBL kind of sucks. So, I mean, who else might be a better heel commentator than Corey Graves? No, he's man. Corey Graves is the best. Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, JBL does okay, but sometimes that asshole Texan comes out in him and it's like, "All right,
0: you're not Can even get... making sense, and Side... your references are stupid, and now I just don't like you. Sidebar that. Uh, I watched the um, What's the show where they drive? Uh, the road show where they, uh, they... Cross Country. No. Road or...
1: X. Here, I'll look it up. You, yeah, you keep you know talking. You what I'm
0: talking about, where they, they, they get in the car and they drive to the next yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep talking about and it, it was and I'll tell him, you the show later. It was JBL, Michael Cole, and uh, Byron Saxton. No, okay. I know the gimmick with Byron Saxon is he's a nerd and they make fun of him, but JBL is just an asshole. He's one of those guys who's like, he'll be funny sometimes with his insults, but he thinks it's just the insult that's funny, so he'll throw a bunch of insults that aren't funny as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, because like, he's a jerk. A lot of ride people- along. Ride along, yeah. A lot of people mistake that insult humor for just that, like- Insult humor is some of the best humor when you make it witty and topical, but it's not just that it's an insult that makes it funny. And that's when people are like, yeah, well, that's why you're a dickhead. Like, that's not funny. And he seems like just that guy from all the stories we've heard and poor Byron Saxton, man. Uh, So he's out there getting made fun of every damn day of his job. Like, just like, God. Yeah. And right along Uh, Spake is, at least that one was. I mean, I don't know if you saw it. Like, they left him. And and he's like, well, how am I going to get there? Well, I don't know. Maybe the camera crew that's following you around has got a fucking car. (laughs) Like, yeah, we get it. But, like, man, like, I don't know. Which it wasn't a terrible episode. I mean, it was funny when they were banging the cowbell and stuff. But he just seems like a just colossal dickhead at times.
1: Yeah. Going more on to your, like, uh, insult humor, I love uh, roast humor yes. you know the there's a uh show the battle roast the roast, roast battle, battle. So roast fun. battle yeah i love i love battle raps again another just creative <laughs> insults and so i love that when it's witty and it's awesome but if you're just gonna say hey man you're
0: fat and ugly yeah
1: it's like well that's just fucking mean it's not funny you
0: know <laughs> before we move on the roast battle one of my favorite jokes was he's talking about the girl next to him and he goes her tits are actually d's but only if you're grading them.
1: <laughs> My favorite one is, uh, is, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. So let's just say yeah. it was Jeff. His, Jeff, you look like a make-a-wish kid that forgot to die. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. What did the <laughs> one girl say to the guy? She goes, You look like MTV2 became a man. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, the, yeah. God, there's so many other ones. Like, uh, uh, this black lady said something to the to this guy and she was fat and he's like thank
0: you fat lives matter <laughs> yeah. yeah see that's where insult humor is fun
1: yeah because right? you i mean that's way better than just saying you're fat
0: yeah you know So, I mean? like jbl did have a good one on that when he was like because uh they were talking about driving right and and they, they were they were us driving and byron was like god he's like that's what my dad always says to my mom when she's driving. He goes, "You know what my parents say to each other when they're or, or say in situations like that?" And he's like, "I don't know when." He goes, "I don't know because I don't live with my fucking parents." <laughs> <laughs> so like hey, at times he's funny. I'll give JBL yeah. that. I'm not just trying to shit on JBL, but there's clearly times where I'm like, "Man, I see why we hear those stories of him just being a complete asshole to people." But back to this, Corey Graves is amazing. Uh, I think he's only got improvement ahead of him, so I think he'll yeah. be around for a long time.
1: I also like talking about what he does is like when Enzo came to the Royal Rumble (laughs) and and Brock was waiting for him and how happy Corey Graves got. He's like, yes, Yes. this is what I'm waiting for. (laughs) Like those are the little things that are so awesome and I just Mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. And Corey has so many insults on Byron and everyone else. So it does so well with his just quick wit. And yeah, it doesn't seem like it's mean. Like I'm like, hey man, stop picking on him kind of thing. But it's not – uh, it's not evil intentions. Right. It's not yeah. a, a put down. It's just the character, and I like that. So great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get your next one. My turn again. Hmm? Okay. Uh, I got this one. Then it's uh, redesign, rebuild, re injure.
0: <laughs> oh man, this sucks. This is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins Seth has injured. Rollins. Huh? Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking
1: Rollins is Seth freaking hurt. And (laughs) he re-injured his surgically repaired knee that he had surgery on. And if you're not familiar with uh, the process that took, go watch the amazing 24 documentary about that process from injury back to the ring. It's fantastic. Uh, Now, with this, because it's still early and they haven't made an official announcement, there's been multiple reports. But the one that I've seen the most from – the most reputable people on inside information says that he tore his MCL he's out for eight weeks, but we know in eight weeks could mean three
0: weeks mm. or four weeks. So yeah, we've seen nine but, months Cena things take four months.
1: right. So <laughs> we have 60 days as of recording I believe until WrestleMania. So he could be injured. Excuse me. He could be injured, but we could still see the Triple H Seth Rollins match. And one thing that I found interesting is if you follow him on Twitter, he wrote a note saying, like, this sucks. You know, I'm I did re-injure my knee.
0: Yeah.
1: But the one thing that I found, like, where I was like, maybe this isn't as serious as it could have been is he's like, I am still have to take out Triple H. So he's still staying character storyline driven.
0: And Samoa Joe, did you see his tweet? Yeah. He said, I believe I delivered as promised. So that kind of tells me like, okay, they're at least thinking this won't take too long. Um, uh, What worries me here, though, is the horrific injury he had the first time. Yep. Basically blew the whole knee apart. And now that this one was so re-injured and basically in you know, a pretty nonchalant maneuver. Like he was not even doing something heavy on. You know, what I mean, like he just happened to kind of. He got twisted up, but yeah, I know what you right. mean. Right, but so it uh, worries me that if it's going to be that easily injured again, and now this is the second time. Like, if he starts. What I get, would do. This is what I would do to keep
1: yeah. him protected. Is you have this whole build up where he can't wrestle. They're barring him from the arena. Almost stone cold esque, where he has to like find ways to get into mm-hmm. the arena, but they still, you know, don't let him physically do anything, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe for the first couple of weeks, because if it is really injured, he's doing satellite interviews, right?
2: Yeah.
1: And then use some highlight packages, kind of like what they do with Brock, but with Seth Rollins, where he's not there, but it's an awesome highlight package to get you ready mm-hmm. for the match. And then you have him do the match at WrestleMania with Triple H. And then to give him his proper rest, the next night on Raw, have Triple H call on 15 guys, including Samoa Joe or whoever else is the heavy, and that takes him out. So he gets his WrestleMania match, but then, hey, who the fuck cares about what's after that? Uh,
0: Fastlane? Backlash or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Fastlane. (laughs) Right. So... We don't give a shit about that. So you have him injured on the next night on Raw to then get him off. Then you can give him three months or whatever Mm. he needs and then have him go. So
0: as we've kind of talked about this now, this is the second time he's injured it and maybe more prone to injury. Uh, I would assume he's going to maybe start having to maybe require a brace. Is he going to have to change up his wrestling style a la Austin, as you mentioned? Is he got to become a little more brawler and less flippy as it were? Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the WWE style. That's the thing that I wish these these indie fans would pay attention to is they're like, oh, my God, who's the next uh, Marty Skrull, mm-hmm. right? He mm-hmm. needs to get – Well, no, he's not flippy enough. Ricochet. Let's say Ricochet. Ricochet would be so awesome in WWE. Yeah, he would be great just like AJ Styles is. Now, AJ Styles is a little bit different, but – he only does the flippy shit for the big fucking matches you know Mm -hmm. what i mean he doesn't do the flippy shit on a house show in milwaukee
0: because they know to protect the guys for longevity purposes right
1: because they're on the road for 300 days which is so stupid i've never understood that the best way to get the return on your investments i understand house shows mean something but it doesn't if you're taking seth rollins in out and replacing him with a house show with titus o'neill you know what i mean like we want to yeah, see oh.
0: Seth fucking Rollins. Oh, I'm, I don't go to any of those. I know they're only like fifteen bucks, but I'm not going to it because I don't want to see the main event of Darren Young versus r right. Truth. Like I don't care.
1: Well, I, they do well with the matchups, but they don't do anything. Yeah. It's I know
0: Roman Reigns will win. Yeah, you know Dean Ambrose will yeah. win. I've going to a cares? few, but more often than not, if I've gone to those house shows, I got free tickets some way. Right. You know, I mean, just because I'm like, eh. Cause you're yeah. connected, man. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, yeah. We're famous. <laughs> yeah. We'll discuss this later in the interview. A lot of fame and fortune comes with this podcast. Obviously. Obviously. All right. We'll do the final one here. Let me get this. Is the Spanish announce table part of this strategic plan? Please. Of course. Please. <laughs> WWE plans to create a weekly UK wrestling show for the WWE Network following the success of the UK Championship Tournament. Triple H announced the plans during a conference call this week when asked why some of the tournament participants have been pulled from the independent shows recently. Triple H said the show has been the plan all along and the talent that signed up for the tournament did so with this knowledge and that they are allowed to work for other promotions that just cannot be distributed. Triple H also said there was no confusion about this from the talent, but the confusion was on the part of the promoters. Triple H addressed the fears that some wrestling fans have of WWE trying to squash the independent wrestling scene, saying that it will be clear what WWE is attempting to do, but it is a strategic plan that needs to play out over time. They're going to squash the UK wrestling scene. Just, I think, yeah, so they want Evolve on there. What they want to do, and I think this is a smart business move in their (laughs) size of a business, they want to be your one-stop shop for all things wrestling. They want these other shows and stuff on the network. They want a UK show. They want Evolve on there. If they could get ROH on there, they would. Like They want to do these things where, no, your distribution is going to be the WWE network. We're going to be the wrestling entity. Ooh, even bigger than that. They're going to be your entertainment. Well, yeah,
2: right.
1: That's what they want. Of course. That's yeah. why they do Total Divas and Total yep. Medals and mm-hmm. and Ride Along and all this yeah. other bullshit. Is they don't want to just yep. be wrestling. But, they want but, the whole fucking
0: cake, boy. But from a wrestling-tinted view, at least. Uh, right. But yeah. XFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're
1: going to try it all again. Why not? xfl Uh, version 2.0
0: do it again but and that's just the thing like if anybody thought like oh they're just doing this one off they wouldn't have made a fucking championship those things cost tens of thousands of dollars when you make a one like the wwe makes they're not doing that for a one-time tournament did you see uh the champ
1: the uk champ was on uh nxt on wednesday night I did not. In a match. I yeah, he's, he's really good. He faced uh, the one guy that uh, Cataclysmic knows is his indie name, but forgot his WWE <laughs> name. Remember when I went hard at him on that?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That guy, the bald guy. Right. Uh, Oli, I think his name is. Oli. Uh, it was a good match. It was really yeah. good. I liked it.
0: Yeah. You, really, you did go off on it. You say, Hold on, you forgot his name, the name they put on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. All right. Well, that was the news, uh, the mother loving news, as it were. If you want to find out more <laughs> of what happened in the week, go to SpanishAnnouncetable.net and you can find the catalog of all the mother loving news reports. Come on. And uh, we'll take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to do some tweet the table. And there's a lot of them because we had NXT takeover San Antonio. We had the Rumble. We had the fallout on Raw. Fun stuff. Tweet the table if you don't know what it is. Stick around after the break and stick around after that too because we got an interview. You're going to like that. This is, Interviews great. this is when we return to the Spanish announce table on Spanish table.net and porcupines float in the water. Trading topics work.com. break it down for you we're gonna break down uh everything man we had two great events uh and then of course your standard raw smackdown all that stuff uh but we had nxt takeover san antonio we had royal rumble and we're gonna talk about it because you the listeners are gonna tell us what to talk about and we do that through tweet the table t-mac tell them what tweet the table is okay i will
1: here it is what it is is uh, a hashtag game, and it's a community, sub-community in Twitter. And what it does, it allows you and us to talk about pro wrestling topics. You say, what pro wrestling topics? Because that's a vague term. Well, good, because you can talk about Raw, SmackDown, Royal Rumble, TNA, I watched TNA for the first time in over two years. I think? watched an Iron Man match between Bobby Lashley and uh, the good-looking white guy. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, What's his look? name? Ethan uh, Carter III?
1: Not the dickhead. No, no, no. The, the tag team, the Wolves oh, guys.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Jesus. Not Davey Richards, but uh, Eddie that, Edwards. Eddie Edwards, yeah, the good-looking guy. Yep, that yep. was a fun match. Yeah, I, watched... I, I, I saw the, the week before that where they said, hey, let's do that match. Yeah, so I watched
1: good. that. I watched a tag team match with the Hardys, which is fucking weird. So here's the uh, I watched about... your guy, Damian Sandow, being driven around, looking yeah. like uh, a poor man's Liberace. Here's the thing about
0: NXT or not NXT, but TNA Impact Wrestling. They've dropped the, the TNA. It's Impact Wrestling. It's Anthem Sports. If you were to just start watching it today, you would think, well, this isn't terrible, right? Like it doesn't seem bad. Here's the worst thing about the got whole show. That TNA stink.
1: stink, yeah, yeah. Here's the worst thing, though. That even outside of that, is the crowd doesn't give a shit. The right. crowd literally is just going, "Well, yep. it's cool in here. It's hot outside. I guess I'll stay in here." Like they don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst part. Yep. Anyhow, but I watched uh, Impact, and you could tweet about that. I might start tweeting about it because it's fun. Um, but I watched my first Impact. Uh, but anyhow, you can watch Impact. Uh. Raw, SmackDown, Royal Rumble, Old School WCW. Hey, if you listen to another podcast and you want our opinion on it, i.e. Bruce Pritchard something to wrestle with, hashtag tweet the table and we'll respond. It's a fun thing. It's just a community of wrestling nerds talking to each other. Some of us are happy. Some of us aren't. But you know what? It's fun to talk. So join in. Hashtag tweet the table.
0: All right. It starts like this. At GBL 316 says hashtag tweet the table. Oh, yeah. Nigel McGinnis replacing Corey Graves on NXT. Shame Shamey's leaving, but thank you, Graves. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this throughout the news. I think it's going to be uh, they won't miss a beat with McGinnis there, but Percy Watson. Is he going to be uh, heel? He would have to be, wouldn't he? I don't know. He's he's pretty likable, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but Percy Watson's not going to be a good heel. And Tom Phillips is. Oh, isn't. he could be. Percy good. could be
1: because we hate him already. Yeah. So stop true. making us like him.
0: True. All right. At Katie first. Lady. It says, okay. Rollins <laughs> just hijacked NXT TakeOver. Awesome. Hashtag tweet table. That was fun, too, because, it, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't expect it coming. Like, you, they were just talking with the, the commentators, and all of a sudden they're like, what? What the hell's going on? Looking over their shoulder.
1: And yeah and there.
0: his promo was real yeah he was so high you see his hands shaking the whole time and he said i'm gonna burn this bitch to the ground right yeah, yeah it was fun yeah that, that was, fun. was awesome at and he was dressed in
1: street clothes Yeah, like it wasn't like uh, redesigned shit like uh-huh. that was what made it awesome yep.
0: he should have done it on royal rubble though too yeah he should have at hallmark of swede says hashtag tweet the table i said this shortly after his debut and it still holds true nakamura is amazing in the ring but outside of it He's just, meh. No,
1: you're wrong. Walking to the ring, there ain't a cooler motherfucker to sure, lace up but boots. I still
0: consider that in the ring. I, what I don't see is like everybody's like, why isn't he on the main roster? I'm like, because on the main roster, they don't. NXT is a little bit different. It's still got somewhat of that indie feel where it's still more about the only in-the-ring product, there's going to be no good Nakamura backstage promo. There's going to be no even, you know what I mean, like in-ring promo that they do there. Like, it's just not the same. He's better off in NXT right now, at least. Well, the
1: best thing about Nakamura, and I think I said this when he came over to NXT after the Sami Zayn match, is... He's the U2 of pro wrestling and forget your thoughts about U2. What I'm saying is he is the absolute best wrestler in the world to have wrestle in a major him at WrestleMania is going to be the fucking coolest thing ever. Yes. Him
0: at a house show in green Bay is going to be the worst thing ever. Look, I would go right now. If you're like, Hey, we got some U2 tickets uh, at the sprint center, uh, big time thing i'd be like yeah let's go this is going to be awesome i'm never going to get a u2 album and listen to it it's just not what i'm gonna do
1: well he just doesn't play well to a small crowd and every week crowd like the nxt thing you have to also remember is all taped kind of at once so it's not week to week either so he gets kind of away and kind of gets some uh, uh, uh forgiveness uh, or some excuses, I guess you could say, yeah. with the NXT thing. So the hard thing, just like you said, is okay, you've been on the roster for three months, you had your title run, you just lost the title, now you have to go against your second story. What do you do then?
0: what do you do yeah exactly yeah
1: because okay. you can't just pop up for a royal rebel wrestlemania survivor series and SummerSlam. you know yeah, what i mean like right. you have to do the fast lanes and all that other stuff yeah
0: well i mean you can if you're like undertaker or brock lesnar but he ain't that level what if yeah but they can't really it's not the same then if they turn him heel and have like a paul Heyman manager either so that's yeah, what i'm know. saying so what yeah. does he do yeah i don't know Hashtag Tweet the Table if you got some ideas or email us. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. At grapple underscore this. Best moment thus far in NXT TakeOver has been Peyton Royce's butt cleavage. Can I get that on a t-shirt WWE? Hashtag Tweet the Table. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm a fan of butt cleavage.
1: ProWrestlingTees.com. Make that shit happen. Make
0: that happen. At Katie First. Lady. Rude definitely channeling his inner nature boy. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, Bobby Rude was was awesome on that, too. I like Bobby Rude, though, man. I've always been a Bobby Rude fan.
1: I think Bobby Rude was channeling his inner Triple H, channeling his Ric
0: Flair. Yeah. yeah. That's what it looked yeah, like to that's me. That's true, too, yeah. Uh, yeah, anytime somebody wears a robe and just does the whole glitz and glamour thing, that's obviously going to have that feel to it. Uh, but he
1: looks like Triple H's, like,
0: nephew, right? Yeah, he does kind of got like that like everything about him yeah, is triple H. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: like a cosplay. Like if Triple H was doing like an autograph signing at Comic Con, Bobby Roode would show up as Triple H, like dressed in the same clothes. He'd be like, Oh, it's triple H. Hey, <laughs> it's ah, triple, that's funny. Uh, Bobby? It's double, <laughs>
0: yeah, double H. double H. Quadruple H. Uh at Hallmark of Swedes says hashtag tweet the table. So let me get this straight. Corey Graves is leaving NXT, and the replacement is Percy Watson replacing a Porsche with a Fiat. <laughs> no, I think the replacement's Uh-oh. Nigel McGinnis.
1: Yeah, we got our replacement. But at that show, when it was announced that he was leaving, they didn't have Nigel right. that night. So I can understand how, if you missed that announcement, you're like, wait a minute, this yeah, fucking guy? What,
0: this fucking guy? I don't like that fucking guy. I don't like that fucking guy. At the Iceman Forever Iceman? 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 That guy I fucking like, the Iceman. We'll see him Saturday. NXT tag title match from TakeOver was no doubt. Hashtag Iceman approved. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, yeah, I even uh, messaged you after it happened. I was like, whoa, great match. The Authors of Pain, DIY, that was an amazing match. And I think the Authors of Pain are ready. Now, they may not be ready from what we don't know, you know, Triple H viewing them in their in-ring ability and in their way to work the camera right. and the crowd. But I think, man, they've got the size and the look ready to go on a main roster run. Smackdown right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they and are just are the massive Usos. dudes. Look at that. The Usos are like mini bees of the authors of pain. Yeah. Yeah. But the authors of pain are just that it's kind of similar to that LOD feel where it's just like, they don't got to say nothing. They show up. Paul Eller and the, Ellering will do their talking, and they just kick the shit out of you. They're massive. But They're just brute force. Beat you up.
1: Here's my question, though, because in my opinion, Tommaso and Johnny Wrestling are fucking money. They are great. So the titles are off of them. Yep. What would you do? Do you keep them as a team and DIY t-shirts, or do you
0: split them up and say the nah, best one I- will win? I, 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 I'm a big fan of when you're introducing some people like that. Uh, yes, they both can get over on their own merit, but introducing them oh, into yeah. an already big-named, you know, your main rosters have a lot of big names on it, right? So yeah. it won't get the same pop if Tommaso Ciampa just shows up, you know, and he's there. I think I'm a big fan of bring him in as a tag team because, I, I like, a lot of times I'm like the mid-card could go away and put a lot of your mid-card guys as make them real tag teams. But because yeah. then later, you if a tag team gets over, that's where you get your barbershop window moment and you're, you uh-huh. know that kind of thing.
3: Did they ever yeah. explain
0: why the name DIY? Because I didn't watch NXT enough to know. Do like, it yourself. Why, yeah. Why are they DIY? I think that's just their motto.
1: Yeah. Like we do it ourselves. We okay. don't need your help. Right. I just think Johnny Wrestler, Johnny Gagardo Gardo. Yeah. G- my G- cold is Gargano. catching up to me. Yeah. Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Uh, I think he's fucking money. I think he could be the next Daniel Bryan hey, where he looks like an average person
0: but can wrestle let, against anyone. Let me tell you this thing too. Uh our our we'll call him a friend of the show, Heavy Set. Tumultuous is he still? relationship. Tumultuous relationship we've had with him. Uh that guy, uh apparently Johnny Gargano was in the Ohio independent wrestling scene, uh, where Heavy Set is from, lives, loves. Uh and he would always talk about Johnny Gargano uh, on another show that he used to be a part of. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, to the point where we were all like, and not all, but a lot of us were like, "Okay, man, we get it, right?" And it was kind of like ad nauseum. But seeing him, like I give it to him. He said he was right. That guy is good. The guy is really damn Cleveland, good. Cleveland, right? Really damn good, right?
3: Well, I mean, there's a lot dog. of
0: people in Ohio. That's not like Ohio is a very populated state. So yes, you're gonna get. But you know still, I mean?
1: okay, let's go bigger. Ohio, you got Dean, you got uh-huh. Miz, you got yep. Dolph, you got
0: Johnny. I mean, that's yeah. just four
1: off the top of my well, head. Again,
0: so yeah, so I mean, so we'll say four, right? Out of Ohio, which is I don't know how many times the population of say a Kansas. Right, but still, right. Good so for them. You, you, know, well, you just yeah. don't
1: expect. I don't. I don't think Ohio, and I think wrestling.
0: I think no. you know well, Los not, Angeles, uh, New York, Texas. Maybe you should. Ohio. I know. Oh. set, tell us who the next guy is tell us yeah because he gets around on that indie scene man heavyset puts in his work on the uh you know he's got his boots on the ground on that indie wrestling scene there in ohio for sure
1: oh speaking of and come fun, back to the, the show goddammit. it yeah he won't do that uh fun little event that i forgot to tell you about i didn't go because of this fucking head cold but uh the regal twins and Sharkbait. guess who they got to party
0: with Ooh, rvd oh yeah that thing was happening i didn't get to go that either yeah uh, that's cool. Yeah, they said he's great. He's a great dude. Yeah.
1: Uh, I couldn't got, go because I was like, come, uh, come. And I was like, guys, I can't even feel my fucking head right now. I went to bed at 915. That's how sick I was. Yeah. Sucked. But, yeah, yeah they met him. Check out his Instagram, Sharkbait816. Got a picture up there with him. And fucking cool. Damn. It's fucking awesome. Anyhow, let's get back. Uh, Ohio, shark, they're great. Half
0: percent. Happy
1: percent. Tell us uh, who the next Ohio guy is. I, right. I'd like to know your opinion
0: on that. At grapple underscore this. I'm so glad grapple this is back. Yeah. Says, just took out a second mortgage, mortgage to bet it all on Bob Backlund to win tonight's Royal Rumble. I'm going to be rich. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag it's damn true. Yeah. Nope. Nope. But, you know, hey. You Good luck like like getting paying that thing. Uh, Side note, uh, Jeremy Wyatt and Michael Strider, friends of the show, were doing one of the NWL live Facebook things, and Uh so it was like, ask us anything, so I'm trying to throw any funny question I can think of, and I asked Jeremy Wyatt, I said, how many mortgages do I have to take out to buy a robe like yours? And they were like, you know, that's complicated, real estate rates are all over the place, and depending upon where you live, Are you trying to live in the hood, where you, like, they were very quick on that one, I was like, good, nice, so give props to the... To the Monarch and Strider there. That was a good one. At Lady Undertaker says, Nice to hear the King's voice on commentary at Royal Rumble. Hashtag tweet the table. I thought that was going to lead to something with Ziggler. You know what I mean? Like I thought. Actually,
1: I liked it. No, because I don't want it to lead to anything because he's too fucking old. But I do like that he makes the event special. I think if he does Royal Rumble for the rest of his career, that's perfect.
0: That's true. Yeah. Let Royal Rumble be, a. you know what I mean? Like. Because he, there's no one better
1: there's no one been better since, maybe except for Bobby Heenan, and there hasn't been anyone better
0: after. Of quick oh, one liners. Well, quick one liners, and then even like the surprise reaction, right? Yeah. Oh my God, it's XYZ happening to, or right. whomever. And the Royal Rumble's perfect for that because it's, look who's next. Holy shit! Right, like there's yeah. yeah, He's got one of those best where yes, it's fake, but it doesn't feel forced and fake. Reaction. Michael Cole sucks at that. Oh my God, who is that? Like just terrible.
1: It's a it's a for the love of mankind.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Jr. and and Lawler were some of the best at that. Like feeling honestly shocked. And well, they weren't
1: told the to finish. That's why they True. demanded no. not to be told the to finish. So yeah. when they saw the match,
0: we saw. It. Right. I mean,
1: they knew a spot or two, yeah. but they didn't know the yeah. finish.
0: But like things like that, like the royal, who's next? Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's got a great, fun reaction to that. All right. Yep. Uh, two people chime in on this one. At the ultimate one says, "Too sweet, me bro." The Bullet Club mechanics win the titles. Hashtag tweet the table. And at S A T Cannabis maker of one yeah. of the said, "Did Gallows fall asleep in a tanning bed?" Hashtag tweet the table. Well,
1: what happened was is he was changing a carburetor Uh and got stuck, and all of that uh, oil and ash and all of that, that turned his skin. I thought what it was is,
0: yeah, he was welding a new pipe together for the motorcycle, and just the, the sparks and all the light from that just kind of burnt him up a little bit. And then Goldberg came in pissed off because he welded it wrong and it cost them an extra week on the bike. And now they're going to lose $10,000 on the contract.
1: And he sticks out too. He looks like the curly fry you get when you order regular
2: fries.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking, he's like Donald Trump orange. He's even more orange than Donald Trump well Trump's white now if you look yeah it's true uh,
1: he's starting to lose that
0: mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. have that time yeah can't go get bronzed up <laughs> <laughs> at grapple underscore this says who wouldn't want to nuzzle up against the big show hashtag that some bitch hashtag Dean Ambrose hashtag tweet table yeah that was a fun one where he's like I'm just gonna like nuzzle up like under his armpit and just like, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
1: was that, wait a minute, was that the segment when they were drawing the, the the numbers?
0: Yes, when he was like, oh, you're number eight. And he goes, oh, no, wait, wait, no, it was upside down. Eight. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great line. Well, and Sami Zayn sold it, too, because he was like, oh, okay, good, yeah, it was upside down. And he was like, eight. <laughs> and then when he was just like, what's your number? And he goes, no, it'll ruin the surprise. What are you, crazy? I also like too where he's like, "Hey boss, wake me up when my music hits." All right, <laughs> like just just fun. Oh so great, Ambrose. All right, three people chime in on this one. Matt Mister Fourth Row says, "Charlotte injured Charlotte's knee with Charlotte." Man, Michael Cole is losing it. Hashtag tweet the table. At he's getting told too much stuff when he's talking. Well, like. that's it's, it. Yeah, that's he's, bad, he's getting yeah. fed his stuff. At, at Theo75 says, the Raw Women's Championship match should be later in the Royal Rumble, not the opening match. Hashtag tweet the table. And at the ultimate one says, I can see Charlotte versus Bayley being the new Flair versus Steamboat. Want to fight me about it, T-Mac? Hashtag tweet the table. Well, why would I fight you?
1: I just, you know, sure, it can happen. Ultimate <laughs> baby face and the best in the
0: business. I kind of like that it was uh, the first match. I kind of did because it's. I like a great first match. Well, here's my thing. Where was SmackDown? Yeah. No Intercontinental Champion. Oh yeah, no. No, no tag did, uh, team match. I think Daniel Bryan or, or I think it was Daniel Bryan who said they only had one match booked on there. Yeah. Uh, and and they were like, and it was the best match of the night. Yeah, it was a title match. But uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, what the fuck, man? Did we
1: really need? Uh, well, no, they got two matches. I'm sorry. Yeah, they
0: got two. That's right.
1: The SmackDown Six Woman thing, yeah, that's bullshit. That doesn't count. Well, but and that was pre-show. Yeah, yeah, they got one show. Yeah, on the fucking mm-hmm. card.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, bullshit. What's a better
1: show? I call shenanigans.
0: <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, I call shenanigans. Well, I got some hiccups. This is Boulevard Wheat hit you in the little diaphragm. They will miraculously disappear in the next segment. You watch, all right? Oh. And <laughs> when we do our interview, because <laughs> I'm a professional. Four people chime in on this one at hallmark of swede says hashtag tweet the table dillinger dillinger is number 10 that's his guy at the ultimate one says it's the perfect 10 coming in at number 10 hashtag tweet the table at katie first lady says dillinger is 10 (laughs) excuse me hashtag perfect 10 hashtag tweet the table and at b underscore double underscore d says can't lie i got fucking hyped for the perfect 10 hashtag tweet the table that was fun and you called it
1: yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people did, but yeah, yeah, it was it was great because it was perfect writing, and it should have happened, and it was like a nice, like, hey, we're going to fuck you later at number 30, but at 10, here's a little fun thing, let's well, all cheer.
0: And the crowd was already into the 10 thing to begin with, so either A, they had it booked, or they realized, okay, you know, we got to, like, had he not been number 10, whoever came out at number 10 was going to get some heat. Yep. Yeah. The, the only funny. one that would have made that work is like a Miz. Yeah. Although I saw somebody predicted that he would come out at 11, which m- would have been fun, right? Like yeah. if he came out at 11. Or nine. <laughs> yeah. Just something where everybody's like, are you fucking serious? Nine. Nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At Lady Undertaker, oh, five people chime in on this one. At Lady Undertaker says, nice house of chairs by Owens at Rumble. Too bad he fell through them. Hashtag tweet the table at the ultimate one says i have nothing against roman reigns but i want to see kevin owens take this title all the way to wrestlemania hashtag tweet the table at the 075 says kick out of a three count when you got punched in the face with brass nuts roman reigns is cheating hashtag tweet the table at the iceman yeah at the iceman forever says damn Reigns and Owens was pretty good. Damn. Reigns and Owens is pretty good. Hashtag tweet the table. And at grapple underscore this says Roman Reigns just experienced bronze style wrestling. You see what I did there? Yeah, you get it. Hashtag tweet the table. I love this match. Oh, it was great. I love this match. I think match. it was an amazing match. I think it's just as good as Cena,
1: AJ, which everyone was saying was match of the night. Yep. I like this maybe a little bit more because I like when two guys don't like each other and they're fighting. Mm -hmm. Like I like the moves and the moves are fun, but I like it to mimic a fight.
0: Yeah, like the Cena style thing has got that like where Cena's like, I respect you as a competitor. Cool story, bro. I want two guys to fucking hate each other. Right. And right.
1: that's what Kevin Owens brings is that like element of a of a street fight to every match that he has. Yep. And I love that. And so as great as AJ and Cena was, because it was, if it was in a fucking Tokyo dome, it would have got six stars mm-hmm. fighting <laughs> on that. Yeah. And it was so damn good. But this is just personal preference. I liked Roman Reigns Kevin Owens because of that. The only thing that pissed me off and why i think cena aj was the match of the night was because yeah brass nucks hit you in the fucking face and you count out yeah brass nucks that's always the knockout
0: yeah it god is the damn knockout.
1: it that's always the knockout yeah that was the only moment where i was like you fucking
0: serious yeah it it should have been i mean but it could have been something else that he threw down there but yeah you don't do brass nucks right like i mean that's yeah. just a that's the knockout always yeah, because otherwise, there's, there's, what good is brass knuckles if it doesn't knock you out when it hits you? Yeah. There's certain truths in the world,
1: right? You don't spit in the wind, you pay your taxes, and when brass knuckles hit you in the face, you're knocked out. Right. God damn it. Right. Like, there's certain things in the Especially world that when, always happens. when
0: a prize fighter was wearing them.
1: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Ellsworth. Right. It
0: wasn't that me was hitting you with brass knucks.
1: Ellsworth hitting someone with brass knucks and they not even react yeah. would be hilarious. <laughs> Like, Everything whack! with Ellsworth,
0: like, God, man, he should have been in the rumble. That would have been fun. Ellsworth was in the rumble. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. He was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he fuck got. Yeah. Th- he took the worst bump he of did. all of Yeah, him. he fucking launched him out. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that because it was so fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he goes up and she's fucking like, she's like, get in there. What are you doing? He's, and he's like, like w- fucking w- seriously? W- seriously? that <laughs> guy. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, it was so fun. Um, yeah, Brass knocks him hitting somebody, and they're, and just, they're like, just like, like what? Really? Like that? Really? Like, it should be like <laughs> Dean Ambrose or just somebody who's just like, dude, really? Well,
1: and that was awesome when Dean finally did come out. And he's like, yeah, me and you. We're going to get him. <laughs> yeah. He's like,
0: Fuck <laughs> you. You turned yeah, on me. Fuck you. Asshole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the other cool moment about the Rumble that I like, because there was a lot of little things that they did really well, was the callback to the New Day Bray Wyatt uh, yes. feud when Xavier Woods was like, oh, shit. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a great callback, because that rewards the fan for watching for a long time. You know what I mean? I love
0: that. Reward us, damn it. and look, the overall pay-per-view, I thought it was really good. I see a lot of people complaining about it, and yes— The ending went way off course from the way the whole rest of the thing was booked, but I thought the rest of it, up until like that final four moment, and Roman's coming out at 30, the Royal Rumble match itself was booked amazingly. I thought it was going (laughs) great. I was loving every minute of it.
1: I actually think it should have been 40 men.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But... If you're going to say 30, there was a couple parts where I was just like, like Apollo Crews. Yeah, I could have got rid of Apollo Crews. But Apollo Crews, substitute that for uh, Tyler Bate.
0: Yeah.
1: You have to, in my opinion, this is the one of it, and this is the one match where your six rosters should all be in there.
0: Right? Raw,
1: SmackDown, UK, NXT. Because it's for
0: the biggest spot. It's a WrestleMania main event moment. Right. The, which surprises. is everybody's dream. Right. Yep. Yep.
1: And so I think. Yeah. Now, I didn't need. I didn't need surprises. For example, I didn't need an RVD. Oh, yeah. I don't like those half the been, time. Right. But it would have been cool to see. I'm trying to think of someone here. Uh, it would have been cool to see Brian Kendrick, then Pete Dunn, then. uh Carlito
2: uh-huh
1: yeah and then Miz and then Sami Zayn like yeah. those six in a row yeah like that's your that's your yeah. whoa
0: yeah but I thought it was going great uh yeah that that ending was kind of like a whoa and it, it really did scare me for a second I was like holy shit they're gonna have freaking reigns well you know why <laughs> they did
1: that though uh is because they were nervous about the Orton pick, and they knew that they would boo Ort or they yeah. would boo Roman. So anyone versus Roman, they well, would have cheered. And let's cheered. save
0: the Orton talk for later, because people talk about that. At the Ultimate One says, "Okay, I wasn't interested in KFC until this Cass and Enzo commercial for it." Hashtag tweet the table. And at Grapple underscore this says, "When I think of Enzo sodomizing a chicken, I don't want to think of K- of Kentucky Fried Chicken or vice versa." Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, that was a fun commercial. I like that.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I mean, but they're great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything they do is
0: like, yep, that's great. He's just like needs a man with a certain southern charm. <laughs> like he's just fun. Enzo is is it, long after he's like even wrestling, he should be managing people. He's just got that he's got the gift of gab, like he says, man. I thought before he entered into the Rumble,
1: I thought that's what they were moving him to because he was like, This guy's gonna win the Rumble. And I nope. was just like, Oh, so he's not in it. But then when he was in it, I was like, wait a minute, did you not in your first promo consider yourself?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're saying yeah. this guy's gonna He's leave.
1: gonna throw 28 men, myself included. It was like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, wait, like, that's yeah. what he's
1: basically saying. All
0: right, we got six people chiming in on this one because it's a big one. At Theo 75 says, Boo! Cena won. Riot San Antonio. Tear down the Alamo Dome. This ruins the Royal Rumble. Hashtag tweet the table. At Katie First. Lady. This amazing match. Cena Styles. This may have outdid all their previous ones by far. Hashtag tweet the table. At Lady Undertaker says, damn! Cena beat AJ Styles. Wish it hadn't happened. No 16-time champ. Hashtag tweet the table. At The Ultimate One says... IWC may not like John Cena, but you can't deny that he always comes through with a good match. Hashtag tweet the table at table show. T-Mac says Flair is an 18 time champ, 16 WCW NWA and two WWE titles. Hashtag tweet the table. And I'm wrong. Oh, you're wrong. I'm wrong. Oh, the 16s including the two. Yes. I
1: always thought it wasn't.
0: I am wrong. Oh, at B underscore double underscore D says, Cena and Styles put in another match of the year candidate. I can watch these two forever. Hashtag tweet the table. You know what's
1: already pissing me off?
0: Uh, This is what's
1: pissing me off. They won. WWE's won. Yeah. You know why? What? Because Roman Reigns is a good wrestler. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Two years from now, what are we going to get tweet the tables on? I know that the IWC hates Roman Reigns, but he always puts on a good match. It's going to be the same. They're literally carbon copying John Cena with Roman Reigns. Stop it now. Guys, if you don't like Roman Reigns, now, Kata, if you do, keep cheering. That's great. But here's what you need to do if you don't like him, because Mm -hmm. this is what they always keep saying. If you watch that 24 uh, WrestleMania documentary. He goes, you know, at the end, some people hated me, and I know that, and some people love me, but as long as they're making noise, well, there's the fucking key. When mm-hmm. he comes out, do this.
0: Yeah. Well, and so that. here's the thing. Here's here's how that worked with Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas was so annoying. The NXT crowd started turning their backs when he came in.
1: Well, now that's a smaller venue, so you can – like right. the big venue,
0: the eight-year-old kid isn't going to turn his back. Right. He's going to keep watching. But you see what but I mean? like, just, Or yeah. they would read newspapers. They would do something. And then they decided, OK, something's got to change. And they realize, oh, they think you're annoying. OK, fucking hit that nail, right? Like keep hitting that and be the most annoying you can possibly be. And then that turned into a fucking big thing for right. them. It forced a change. This is going to force a change. Yeah.
1: But I think they're just going to say, no, we're going to follow the same no. thing we did with Cena, because now everyone loves
0: Cena, here's right? No do. one Well, and Cena that's me. it. They, they feel like they've figured out the formula. So here's what you got to do, man. Uh, change it. I know you don't want to miss something, but if you really hate Roman Reigns and he comes out, get up and go to the fucking bathroom. Go get a beer. Wait. Leave that fucking seat. Leave empty seats. They will change that shit quick.
1: Yeah, oh if they did a walkout
0: during yeah. Roman reigns.
1: Right. If everybody oh disagreed,
0: God. let's do this like hashtag Roman walkout. If you don't like it, I don't even care. Like I don't mind it. You know, right. what I, mean? I don't hate it. Uh but use us to propel that. Hashtag Roman walkout, right? Yep. If Roman comes in, you get up and walk the fuck out. Go do whatever you gotta do until Roman's out of that ring. Right? Yep. Yep. Go okay. check your Facebook right. outside. Yeah, go you try know, to pick up
1: some shit. In chicks. the common area. Do something. Wrestling fans aren't going to do that. Well, you know?
0: yeah, they're going to try. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, maybe
1: they won't. so like I saw your uh, your Bree Mode shirt. I could show you my mode. God. You're a girl and you like wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> Were you cool. drugged? It's totally true. Cool. I've drugged a girl. You, no, you, I mean, you know, I like. You know, that,
0: you know how cool that makes you, right? Oh, God damn it.
1: <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, last kicker. You know, that means like ass kicker. You've got a nice butt.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not typical. You find a girl that likes wrestling, you know. Yeah. Kind of pretty cool hey, of
1: you. I, I see your fearless Nikki Bella shirt. You know, she rips that off. Do you think you could rip yours off? It, it
0: feels asshole to say, but <laughs> it really changed the game uh, to realize that like you, you can't uh, when you're trying to pick up a girl, you can't compliment her that much. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's that's the death nail. You can't be like, yep. oh, that makes you really cool, right? And they're like, cool, cool story, bro. Wow. Hey, I see that you have a feel the glow shirt. You
1: want to feel my glow? <laughs> <laughs> I can do this all night.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you like Nikki Bella, huh? Well, I can attack your rack all night. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, Carmela says that she's F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S, but I think you are beautiful. <laughs> Jesus
0: <laughs> Christ. <That's> dumb. <laughs> See that ass, and I say, Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. At Kitty First, lady says, Good on Corbin eliminating Strowman. Hashtag tweet the table. And at the ultimate one says, aw, oh, damn. I thought Braun was going to set a new elimination record. Hashtag tweet table. Um, I like that Corbin was booked strong there and eliminating uh, Strowman, but yep. that almost, now I know they're on separate rosters, but like that felt like that should be a bigger blow up. Well, he eliminated him, but he really didn't. So it was the
1: halloufa kick. It Mm -hmm. was the finisher before that. And then it was that. So, yes, did Corbin do it? But yes. But he didn't dominate. He
0: didn't Goldberg Lesnar him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Three people chimed in on this one. At Lady Undertaker says, history has been made. An umbrella has been in the Royal Rumble. Glad it won't happen again Hashtag tweet the table At grapple underscore this says Oh my god The umbrella has been eliminated It's been eliminated What a slobber knocker Hashtag tweet the table And at the ultimate one says Ungentlemanly to bring an umbrella to a fight And bad luck to open it indoors Shame on you Jack Gallagher Shame Hashtag tweet the table I like that I still think what would have been hilarious
1: Cause I'm fucking weird right Uh, Is what you do (laughs) What I would have done is started the rumble with Sheamus, and then Gallagher, and as they walk towards each other, they do like a mimic thing, like yeah. where
0: they're like, "Yeah,
1: yeah." <laughs>
2: because uh,
0: they're the same fucking. I saw somebody color on Facebook. I saw somebody on Facebook talk about uh, they were watching Rumble at a bar, and they said the pop was so loud when Jack Gallagher came out. They said that normal people started coming around to see what was going on. So two things: a, that's cool. Two. You, re- you just called all wrestling fans not normal. <laughs> it's like normal people started coming around to see what was going on. Yeah.
1: But we're not normal. We got all the pickup lines. You know, we can, we can do it all. We can but do I it think, all. But I think – I still think a Gallagher, Sheamus – Scott Steiner Petey Williams thing is money. They yeah, need oh, to do that. Yes. Once once the, the vaudevillain villain thing goes away from Gallagher, he needs to go in they're both European too. It's yes. not like Gallagher's from Minnesota. <laughs> you yep.
0: know what I mean? So if he like does the Mohawk and does the stupid yes. beard right?
1: Yes! <laughs> yeah. isn't that great?
0: Everything. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Yes. And just does I mean Damian Sandow gimmick. went over. Yeah. Yeah. A little you know? mini a little little Petey Pump style gimmick. Yep,
1: I think that's yeah. money. Yeah, but he I did call him ben his ben little Rumble brogue.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's little broke. Where he only hits him in the kneecap. Yeah, he doesn't hit him. In the
0: face. He
1: hits him in the kneecap.
0: Yeah, just right in the, in the solar plexus. At the <laughs> all right, four people chime in on this one. At the seventy five says nothing but bodies in the ring when Brock Lesnar entered the Rumble hashtag tweet the table. He threw fucking Corbin goddamn almost out of the ring. At Lady Undertaker says, holy crap, Goldberg eliminated Lesnar at Royal Rumble. Looks like the beast is a little weak. Hashtag tweet the table. At Katie First. Lady. I love that Goldberg has Lesnar's number. Hashtag tweet the table. And at the ultimate one says, Goldberg looks like that 60-year-old dude at the gym that can still deadlift 300 pounds. Hashtag tweet the table. That's exactly what he is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's because he is. Yeah, Yeah. he looks like that because he is that. Um. I do kind of like – I think that was good booking because we all expected this big blow-up between Lesnar and um, and Goldberg, but it was like one more, ha-ha, gotcha. You know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. I love it. It's just – Just Goldberg, fuck,
1: man. You don't look
0: the part. No, you don't. Lesnar
1: is a fucking god as far as physically That's the thing
0: is, it's not believable. As impressive as Goldberg is, it's still not believable that he would be the one that could in 20 seconds beat up Lesnar. Strowman, maybe, or Big Show, but yeah, not. Well, and it's different in the sense that like
1: Daniel Bryan could have Lesnar's number because of speed uh, sure. quickness
0: and right. You know, but it wouldn't be, craftiness. A, it wouldn't be a one minute 22nd thing though.
1: Right. But he could always beat him. Right. But if you're going to overpower the guy, look like you can overpower the guy. We know you can't. And so yeah. it's just, it's lost. In real life, life,
0: Lesnar could fuck him. Yeah. You don't think he'd <laughs> he fuck
1: him? he, he can fuck him. him. he can fuck him. Uh, Cause like, I just think <laughs> not to like go towards the future, but, But Baron Corbin, who has a fighting background, who played Mm -hmm. in the NFL, who looks just as imposing as uh, Lesnar if he shaved his head, that would be like, oh, shit, this is cool. This just looks like Lesnar's taking pity on an old-timer that he just used to like.
0: Yeah. Four people chime in on this one. At Katie first. Lady. Note to WWE. Roman Reigns and the Royal Rumble just don't mix. Hashtag tweet the table. At Lady Undertaker says, think Reigns is going to rest in peace courtesy of Taker. Goodbye, Roman. Hashtag tweet the table. At The Ultimate One says, why does Roman eliminating Taker remind me of Maven eliminating Taker? In both times, it didn't end well for the other guy. Hashtag tweet the table. And at Theo75 says, Roman Reigns at 30, forget this company. Hashtag Jim Cornette face. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> that's a line I'm gonna use forever be like I totally have my Jim Cornette face on now anytime I dislike something Jim Cornette face like oh damn it I give this a Jim Cornette face (laughs) friend of the show Jim Cornette yes on the show yes he likes us he does so if he calls you t-nack it's okay call me (laughs) t-nipple as long as he (laughs) fucking likes me um so the Royal Rumble and Reigns though do mix though. I think they like that he's getting I mean that's nuclear heat that he's getting.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you don't want him there,
0: you need to shut the fuck up. He's getting the most honest heat uh since Vicky Guerrero. No, this no,
1: he's getting the most honest heat since Batista. We fucking hated oh, Batista. Oh, that's true. Batista. Yeah, I
0: forgot about Batista. <laughs> we fucking. Blue hate. Tista. Blue Tista. You know yeah. what I mean? We fucking yeah. hated yeah, Batista. Blue yeah, Tista. I like him,
1: but you know what I'm saying? Oh, we yeah, had- yeah.
0: But he got that nuclear heat also. Yeah. But it's the same concept. It's the same thing. It's, yeah, here's a guy that we would like otherwise, but you're trying to prop him up to be this next big. John Cena-like yeah, guy, oh. and we all hated that you made John Cena the John Cena guy. So we're like, not this time, not today. <laughs> you know what I not mean? Not today. Yeah, just fucking... Do, uh.
1: do you think he would have got a more resounding boo if it was him at 30 instead of Roman Reigns, if it was boo. Batista?
0: Yeah, maybe. That would have been, been more great. of a surprise. Everyone's like, yeah, but everyone would like, no, but no, not again. This? Yeah. Although that's what people were like this time, they were like, God damn it. And then when he just did started you, eliminating everybody, they're like, no, god damn it. Did you see the uh video,
1: the uh, like the compilation video of different people yes, seeing Roman Reigns yes. at 30? That bar was amazing. There's oh, one yeah. where the there's it looks like a Buffalo Wild Wings or uh-huh. you know,
0: a local bar establishment. So this is for and, anybody who doesn't know, this is a it's a compilation video of I, I think there's probably what, fifteen or so different yeah. reactions. Uh, yeah,
1: and like they're all just talking and kind of looking, and then it's like three, two, one, and a hush goes over the crowd, yep. and then a collective moan. Just yeah. a, and there's uh, probably like a hundred people
0: in this bar watching this, and they were just like, ah, because you knew, uh, like, oh, here it fucking comes. Yep, the wind nah, it was just hilarious. let out. Yeah, <laughs> it was
1: so fun to
0: watch. They all got Jim Cornette face. <laughs> That's a good line, Theo. I like that. At Chris Mercado 32 says, Luke Harper might be a babyface, but I don't think he knows it. Hashtag tweet table. I like the wrinkle that they're doing, like, especially in that tag match on SmackDown where he wouldn't fight Bray. Yeah. Right? Like, that's something I haven't ever seen before. He just hates that match. guy. Right. I hate that fucking guy. I hate that. I don't like that fucking guy. Right? The you're guy not. that doesn't like that fucking guy. I don't like that fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anytime White would get in, he'd be like, nope. Yeah. Right. Tag, tag out. Cena. Who yeah.
1: Cena, you over fucking actor mm, jumping God. around like you just found candy underneath a fucking pillowcase and he's you the worst. Uh, fucking
0: ju- God. He, uh, yeah, He's the worst. He was even
1: mimicking all. Luke Harper's like hand gestures yeah. on the apron. Yeah, he's I don't fucking care. I still hate Cena. Cena, you suck dick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking care about your match quality. You suck dick. He sucks. Not the person, and it's all sports hate. So have perspective.
0: And it's and it's metaphorical dick. I don't
1: know. I mean, it's not like it's a bad thing. He wants to go ahead. I'm just saying. You do the work. I hope. I hope he loses his keys when he's late for a meeting. (laughs) Fuck him, man. (laughs) his overacting
0: fucking weird ass big lips his lips are too big for his face he's got too many teeth in his mouth and i hope when he finally does get to that meeting he grabs a quick coffee with a styrofoam cup and there's a little crack in it and it spills all over the front of his suit
1: i hope before he goes to bed he turns the lights
0: off he stubs two of his toes Yeah, yeah 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 fuck him i hope he goes to let his dogs out and he steps in the pile of shit where the dog had already shit last time I hope when he does let his dogs out that there an offense and they just keep running. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then, then I hope the dog catcher picks him up and he's got to pay 25 uh, twenty five bucks per dog to get it out. Ha! Ha, Cena. Now this is the character, not the person. The right, person's right. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the person's fuck cool. Fuck that it. character. Six people chime in on this one, at the ultimate one. It says, Randy Orton wins. Why am I not excited about this? Hashtag tweet the table. At B underscore double underscore. Says WrestleMania Cena, Orton 900 this one's for keeps well at least Roman didn't win hashtag tweet the table at Lady Undertaker says OMG Orton is heading to WrestleMania this year I'm stunned hashtag tweet the table at the Iceman forever says the rumble match was let down in my opinion as far as surprise entries but I'm glad Reigns didn't win Uh, overall good show hashtag tweet the table at Katie first lady the second joint branded show and once again smackdown live came out on top over raw at royal rumble hashtag tweet the table and at gentle beast 6 i heard from the tasty black man in a while yes uh, i love says, that guy says hashtag tweet the table this reminds me of 2009 when cena left his champion and randy orton won the royal R- wait a minute <laughs> so <Well>. yeah um <coughs> I definitely was shocked. I You could not have convinced me that Randy Orton had a shot at winning it at the start of the night.
1: Right. My favorite thing about Orton was his dad run to the apron no, or to the ring. Did you see it. that? No. It was like he was running in place. His big fucking ass couldn't go forward. It was like rah, rah, rah. He looked <laughs> so, like a goddamn
0: Coke machine running so at slow motion. I know they did this in a gigantic video. There was over 50,000 people, which means there was really 35,000, but... There. Yeah. <laughs> they had this long Entry ramp and We saw some people run the whole way But then some people get carded like You can't they like mean. I know it's A long ramp but You can't fucking get down there And not be winded and or not get there In time well
1: I get the uh, the Big show like the big show and Braun Braun looks like he's got a little Kali in him if you haven't yeah, noticed you're right, yeah. He, he kind of walks yeah. like with you're the right. fucking weird legs Right um, But like Big E didn't need the fucking thing. No. Did you see that picture of him and he's waving at people? It's yeah. like don't be, you're a dick. Come man. on, baby. but yeah, Randy Orton, go watch the Rumble again when they announce him, and then he's down the uh, the entrance ramp as he's running to the ring. God, he looks just like
0: well, he looks like a dad run. I, I noticed this too while, while it was happening, but and, and people have confirmed it. uh... Because it was such a long ramp, and because they have to book certain things to happen before the next person comes out, sometimes it was only 90 seconds between the next entrance, and sometimes it was longer. Like, sometimes it was two minutes or more. Yeah. So, like, they had to be like, shit, we can't send him out yet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Royal Rumble. He looked like a stepdad
1: that was trying to find his stepchild to ground him. (laughs) Like, running around the neighborhood.
0: neighborhood. The Royal Rumble was, yeah, like the wrestling in the match is never like a five star match wrestling but they can tell some amazing stories they can book some cool spots oh it my god, sets yes. up the wrestlemania sometimes <laughs> like it's such a fun event for that reason it's so chaotic so many things happening that you laugh you you have oh my god moments like it's just all over the place kofi i thought man damn near broke some ribs trying to do that spot where he hung on to the
1: yeah but it felt weird cuz he was like don't you get up there don't you get up there. You're right. Yeah. Hey, it took get, too like, long
0: if, to set up. The execution sure. of it, yeah, was weird. It, well, and then when he, like, I don't think he intended to slam his chest on the fucking thing. Uh, that could have, you know what I mean? He could have cracked a rib doing that. Yeah. It felt weird, but it was still, I mean, it's Kofi. Yeah. At GBL316 says hashtag tweet the table. Great start to Raw after Rumble with the Chris and Kevin show. Uh, I like how they were back to naming themselves first because they were yep. like a little pissed off with each other. Yeah. The yeah. Kevin and Chris show. Yeah, yeah, the Chris yeah, and, and Kevin Chris, show. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, at B underscore double underscore B says, Triple H is coming for you. So Triple H is the El Cucuy of WWE, hashtag tweet the table. good reference. At Lady Undertaker says, well, Triple H finally came out of hiding. Nice beard, hashtag tweet the table. And at Chris Mercado 32 says, I think some part of Triple H really believes Seth's middle name is freaking, hashtag tweet the table.
1: He said it like he believed it, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know why Seth
1: Rollins got hurt? Because huh. he was carrying the storyline by himself for eight months. Yes,
0: yes. Like however that. long it's been. That's why he debuckled. Yeah. That's
1: why it's debuckled. The pressure of fucking making this the main event <laughs> of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. this and then Goldberg and Lesnar are the only two WrestleMania feuds they've built longer than a
0: week Yeah, that's true. Well,
1: I guess the the uh, uh, Jericho um, uh, Owens, but that's still yet to be seen. I still think it'd be cool as like a good fuck you to everyone if they go through WrestleMania, they don't wrestle each other. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, word is Jericho's got to leave for a while afterwards. So I think we've got to have that payoff now.
1: Good. Then have Kevin Owens lose at WrestleMania, Jericho loses his title in a scramble-type match or a ladder match, and then the next night on Raw, Kevin Owens gets pissed at Jericho, throws him outside, beats him up, and then we don't see him for a couple months. But I say, fuck us, and don't let us have that match at WrestleMania. Oh my gosh.
0: Fuck at us. Fuck grapple underscore this, not for nothing, but Lana is looking so good tonight that I'd be all over her like Trump on a bad decision. Holla, hashtag tweet the table. You ain't the only one. Man, you would be all over that then. Every day, fucking multiple goddamn times. At B underscore double underscore. Does not even Heyman can get me hyped for Brock versus Goldberg. Hashtag tweet the table. And at grapple underscore this says, Heyman remains money on the mic. Save the Lesnar-Goldberg angle. Shades of dangerous alliance? I think so. Hashtag tweet the table. Um, Yeah, I'm just not hyped for Goldberg-Lesnar. They... (laughs) With the two squash moments, they are forced to deliver an amazing fucking moment uh, in this <laughs> WrestleMania moment, and I don't think they can. They can't. So, yeah. They can I think that's the thing is, yeah, the the concept that you're building here is a unique, good concept. Oh, my God. Somebody's got Lesnar's number, like, instantaneously. Like, it's, it's easy for him. So, there's got to be this giant buildup, though. Right? It's that's literally WrestleMania
1: 20 again. You know why? Hmm because this is going to be Goldberg's last match. Yep. And guess what is done in July, and he's able to go back to?
0: is <laughs> well, his, his uh, UFC. UFC band, yep.
1: Which, that was around the time he fought last time, and at WrestleMania, what did he do? He phoned it in. Yeah. We're Dude. literally going to get Lesnar-Goldberg-WrestleMania 20. We're literally going to get that. Well, in WrestleMania no, crowds, cares. the
0: last four to five years have been very smart-heavy, so they're going to likely do the same thing. The na-na-na-na, you know what I mean? Like, the fuck you, get out of here. Fucking, yeah, get out of here. Both Go of click. you, even. Like, as much as Lesnar can create those moments, and we love seeing that, uh, but same thing, like, hey, man, if you're not going to fucking sit around and don't care to be here...
1: Yeah, Goldberg, go get your AARP fucking card. And Lesnar, go fucking go do some real fighting. I go wanted to see up you do that. beat
0: shit out of somebody again. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah! Beat the
1: fuck out of a homeless person. I
0: don't care. Let me just see it, you know? <laughs> what you you At B underscore double underscore. <laughs> Sasha has been far from a boss lately. More like an assistant night manager. Hashtag tweet the table. Of like a 7-Eleven, yeah, where no, she no, like, like tells
1: a, her other employees to go mop, but it, they still don't listen yeah, to her, no, so she
0: still has to do it. She is the shift supervisor of Burger King's Midnight Shift. Yep. Shift Who supervisor. just got
1: promoted and no one respects because uh-huh. they thought that Becky should have got it instead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. hmm Yeah, and it went to her head, and so now she thinks she's a boss. <laughs> like, look at this bitch. And now her fucking hair is purple? What the <laughs> fuck with her? <laughs> Oh, I'm sudden she gets 50 cents more an hour. She thinks she's yeah. somebody. At Katie First. She makes cold fries. <laughs> yeah. Lady. Samoa Joe is here. Hashtag tweet the table. At Chris mercano 32 says Samoa fucking Joe is here. Hashtag tweet the table. At Lady Undertaker says, wow, Samoa Joe has come to Raw. He's going to kill Rollins. Hashtag tweet the table. Oh, dude. At W.I.R. Cata says after Royal Rumble, no Samoa Joe. Fuck this whole pay-per-view and company. After Raw, oh my god, Samoa Joe, WWE is the best, oh my god, hashtag tweet the table, and at real underscore cock, I still don't have the sound Uh Uh, it says, shout out to that chick that thought Joe was legit going to kill Rollins, hashtag tweet the table. I missed that, what happened? I didn't see that either. Uh, The Samoa Joe thing was cool, I didn't expect that either, so that was kind of fun, but he might have just gone a little
1: too rough. I marked out hardcore. I thought it was fucking great. My favorite moment of the whole thing, though, was on the outside after Joe threw uh, Rollins up against the wall, I think it was, or before that moment. And uh, Rollins is crawling to still kick Triple H's ass. God, what a moment. Now, they could have built that up to really fuck with uh, Rollins before that. But, man, it was Perfect theater in that one moment where Samoa Joe is grabbing him away from the main target he wants to destroy. Meanwhile, that fucking conqueror god amongst men is just looking
0: there like a million fucking well, yeah, dollars. Uh, what perfect. I love too was uh, – so Triple H comes in and does his whole fucking – Shtick, right? The Seth freaking Rollins, the yelling, the screaming, ripping the jacket off rah! and then Rollins comes out, and then boom, blindsided by Joe, and immediately Triple H just turns, picks his jacket up, puts it back on, just yes, like it yep, business. Business. Mm-hmm. It was just done too late. Yeah, I Because
1: like, you didn't, you didn't create sympathy for Seth Rollins until the Rumble.
0: Yeah, you know like what I mean. We had forgot about that whole problem.
1: Yeah, suspend him, take yeah. money away from him, right. uh, put him in three-on-one matches, just do the well, whole thing. because then if, when he if, gets attacked, if, then it looks like I have it, nothing, but I'm well, still going to kill and that's you. And it. it.
0: feels like they were like, oh, shit, what are we going to do for Mania? Okay, we've got Raw and Triple H. Oh, remember, they were supposed to fight Like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And now, in their late.
1: defense, I don't think this was the original way they wanted to play it out, because remember, Finn Balor got hurt. And he was supposed to be the demon king, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, credit to them for
0: thinking on the fly. However, uh, come on. Details, guys. Details. Yep. At Chris Mercado 32 says the Usos look like they just came from a Kanye West fashion show. Hashtag tweet the table. I love them. They are my favorite tag team right now. I I just like their
1: style, their fucking presence. They look like they could legitimately kick your ass. Like they're not fucking around with the little and all the bullshit. It's like, I'm going to fucking hurt
0: you. They decided to go heel. They went heel. I like. it. And I don't, when I said, oh, I wasn't talking about
1: their entrance dance. I was talking about the like, uh, I say ooze, you say oh, bullshit. Um, Anyhow, I felt like I needed to cover my ass on that.
0: And grapple underscore this. Was gonna buy a T-shirt and a hat, but I'm scared that Don West might try to give me a BJ and Vicodin for twenty bucks. Bad advertising. Hashtag tweet the table.
1: I can't do it. But oh, I can't. Yeah, that's
0: already right, sick. You oh. do it. Yeah, you do it. Oh my God, we're gonna give you a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? It's Don West here. I got the deal of the century. We're gonna give you twelve DVDs. All I need to do is get, right, and I'll give you a blowjob and some Vicodin, all for twenty bucks. <laughs> Don West. Yeah, you do it way better than I do. Don West. Uh, grapple this. I'm glad that person is back. I am really glad. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that's it. At real underscore cock. Since when, uh-huh, Yeah. Since when did we stop comparing apples and oranges? Aren't they both fruit? Hashtag tweet the table. I don't know. Did we mention that? Or maybe I don't. know, yeah. cool. But I know. I, I've always thought about it. People are like, uh, you know, it's apples and oranges. Be like, well, okay. Of course, you compare those things. I get the intent of saying like, if you're gonna say which, you know what I mean. Like, you can't compare apples and oranges like you would compare two apples. Right. You know, but, but you can compare them because they're fruits. Yes, you can compare apples and oranges. That there's a comparison there to be made. <laughs> uh, at the ultimate one question, John Cena is a 16-time champion. But does he become a 17-time champion before he retires? Hashtag tweet the table. Fuck, uh, probably. I feel like it would have to happen. He's still, he's still young enough and in enough shape that his. You know, what I mean, he'll be around five t- to ten more years doing this. I uh, five. He's forty. Yeah, he ain't gonna be here till fifty. He might. Nah. He's definitely in better shape than, say, like an Undertaker will be at oh, that age. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, he's in the best shape of any 40-year-old probably on the face of the goddamn planet. So, yeah. But but I think he'll get bored or
0: just do something else. Uh, here's the thing is, like, I could see him doing the one-off WrestleMania thing for a longer time, you know. Oh, longer in the future. God. But uh, so one they, more title run maybe, but that would have to be within that five-year window that you're talking about.
1: How many fucking more? So WrestleMania is just going to be one-offs for people that want to come around. Yep. So because it's going to be Undertaker, Triple H, Cena,
0: Rock. And the Undertaker thing, they have dropped the ball on. The guy is done, man. Yeah. the The report was he got hurt at yeah. the Rumble. And he didn't do anything at the Rumble. He yeah. He just went over the top rope like, and hurt his hip. Like he's done. And so they're talking about like trying to set up. This Roman Reigns thing because they think, well, we better get it in because Undertaker's only got one last thing. No, he had one last thing five things ago, man. Like that's not gonna help Roman Reigns in any stretch. Yeah, his last
1: match that I want to remember is the Triple H Shawn Michaels. Well, Shawn Michaels was the ref, but that—that's where
0: where they said it's the end of the era. Like that, goddamn it, guys. Yeah. That should. Have I don't been want to it.
1: think about Punk. I don't want to think about Lesnar. I don't want to think about Bray. I don't want to think about, what was last year? Oh, Shane.
0: That None should of that. have been that it. Was... Or it should have been it when he lost the streak. Like one of those two. Like, you know, like it just yeah. feels wrong to keep going on now that the streak's done. It's, it's sad. It is at this point. At grapple underscore this <laughs> says, Spanish Nouns Table Podcast will make you laugh, will make you think. And it'll make you look over your shoulder for a lecherous Don West. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> oh, bad hey, bitch. Weekend. Hey, bitch. Take your pants off. <laughs> hey, you're going to watch the Spanish Now Table. We got it 20 bucks and you get seven DVDs of the greatest hits. At real underscore. Cock. Just learned after 19 learnt L-E-A-R-N-T. Just learned after 19 years that you wipe sitting down, not standing up. Hashtag crusty, hashtag tweet the table. Rumble is fun also. <laughs> okay. Hey, the go. more you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, do I have that? Uh. Yeah. At Adam underscore Pearson. Hey! By the way, uh, have you seen uh, the deal with Adam Pearson, where somebody jacked his picture to try to use it for like sympathy likes and everything on yeah. Facebook? Yeah, he's like, "That's not my birthday." Yeah, no, he even uh, he took the high road and was like, "Hey, everyone, thanks for the birthday wishes." But yeah, right, because he's a nice fucking dude, man. Adam Pearson, I like that fucking guy. Adam underscore Pearson says, "The list of Pearson." Right, this is the list of Pearson. I'm ready for it. Needed one, a shovel, two. A new girlfriend. Three, Jimmy Snooker's lawyer. Hashtag tweet the table. Woo. 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 Coming in hot. Uh,
1: well, if anything happens after this tweet, I'm not going to remember
0: that tweet. I don't know what Goodness. you're talking about. I've never even heard of Adam Pearson.
1: Who? Hmm?
0: Okay. Who? Woo. 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 Hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> uh, final one at the rebel trucker says hashtag tweet table hey Mac, what's up i'm on my way to kansas city are you ready to receive my truck
1: yeah he, i was because i had the day off and i was ready and he <laughs> never sent anything back i, hey, I liked fuck. it i was like yeah, come on
0: hey come on you know i live here too trucker fuck yeah, you don't <laughs> want to kick your ass that's true you don't want to drive a truck up my ass but like fuck man I can hang out and have lunch with you,
1: easy. Okay, Something? With the ass kissing. All right, I Something? can have lunch with you. I can, I can let's I can just talk out. about our thoughts about the future. Blah blah blah. blah, no, blah. We just
0: hang out, man. I've known that, or at least, no, disgusting talked with that guy for years now. Yes, yeah, so have I? Years, uh, yeah, but nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, no. <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, we both could have. We yeah, hang, you know what I mean? or, or we could hang out. How many times have you been at this amazing apartment that I live? Uh. uh about as much time as uh, five, Big Josh. I've been there point 0.5 times less than half of once. You've been here about as many times as Cataclysmic. Uh
1: huh. Or Big yeah, Josh. But he lives in New Zealand? I thought it was
0: Australia. New Zealand? Austria? Austria? It's Austria.
2: Austrian. that's where he lives he's it.
0: austrian that's right <laughs> cataclysmic all right we will take a break we're gonna come back and we're gonna have an interview we're gonna to talk to pierre abernathy yeah 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 uh great great interview stick around uh learn some stuff yeah it's a fun one yeah it's, it's another fun. good one it is a good one listen for that when we return to the spanish announce table on Actor Tom Hanks
1: is Abraham Lincoln's third cousin, four times removed. Turning topics that work. Back
2: out.
0: Welcome to the second hour, ish of the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com Yeah, Spanish Announce Table. I'm telling you, man, we got to do more interviews just so I can play this music. I say it every time like a broken record, but I love it.
1: Well, we don't have to always do an interview for that. You could just play
0: it True, after I know. two hours. I know there's no rules. Uh, there is
1: no rules. It's a podcast. Yeah. The only rule is to be entertaining, and we are that.
0: Oh man, every time with my mom fail. even says so. Yeah, she told me that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So just today. All right. So let's Did you get wish any- her happy birthday? I of course. Of course. Yes. Happy birthday, T Max mom. Yeah! Uh, yeah.
1: Hogs Day. God, I it's forgot to send her flowers.
0: Bit. I should have done that. Yeah. So, we have an interview, as you can tell. Uh, this gentleman, we've wanted to have him on for a while and for whatever reason, never, you know, I, I guess maybe I was just lazy and didn't reach out enough or anything like that. I'm, You know, I'm a bad co Well,
1: co-host. we were on the run. We mm-hmm. were on the run for a while and then we had to uh, get our shit together. So, you know, we had some obstacles. But, it is great to have this gentleman
0: on the phone with us. Yep. Yeah. So, we have... Uh, Pierre Abernathy is the name he's probably most commonly known as recently around here. Uh, uh, he's a man of many names and many milli- many talents. Are you there with us, buddy?
3: Yep. How you guys doing? Uh, we're
0: we're good, man. We're we're happy to get this thing off with as few as few technical difficulties as possible. So so right <laughs>
1: off the bat, I want to ask you because. Uh, me and Tim, our first real like indie shows was Metro Pro. And the first time that we went together, uh the only thing that we kept saying after the show was over was The Commission. How did that come about and do you guys realize like how catchy and awesome that that gimmick is?
3: Uh yeah, it's kind of crazy how how it caught on. Uh as far as how it came about um, when Chris Goff reached out to me about using myself and Evan for Metro Pro. Like he wanted yeah, you know, he didn't really like he we were we've been we had been to submission squad for years and he really wanted to try this gym type gimmick and asked if we would be willing to do that instead of being the submission squad. And you know, we were all about it, like this whatever we needed to do, so, you know, we just came up there and started doing it, and then he kind of let us have free reign as far as what we wanted to do with the actual characters ourselves, and just kind of turned into uh, what it was, and it really did catch on. It was crazy how, how popular we ended up getting with that kind of character. Well, for
1: those that aren't familiar or haven't seen it, kind of describe what the commission is. Because you kind of, as a heel and a baby face, you're still the same character, but there's little wrinkles that are different. So, kind of just in a generality, describe what the commission is.
3: Uh, I mean, we were we were sent to the Metro Pro by the Standard Committee of Athletic Morals, which is short for scam, <laughs> and uh, we were sent there to bring the rules into Metro Pro. So we came equipped with rule books and they had the rules in them and we dressed as nice as we could and that's pretty much what it was we were we were the commission we were uh state commissioner guys so i one but of my favorite points, on.
0: one of my favorite things was how you guys found little ways to keep it entertaining like at one point i think i saw a smaller rule book within the big rule book and just <laughs> little fun things like that so did you ever like did you know in your head like Hey, this is going to have to turn us face or, I mean, did, did you just go out saying, Hey, we're going to heal it out? And I think, and people just gravitated to how well you were pulling it off or.
3: Uh, well, like through the course of our, of my career, like myself and Evan tagging together, that seemed to be what would always happen. Like we would go into a place and at first we could, you know, we could be heal, and people would boo us and hate us and everything. But along the line, eventually, they would start cheering us. Like, when we used to perform in Texas, well, he still does, but I used to perform in Texas, and I was a bad guy for years. And then, just through antics and stuff, people start to think it's funny or entertaining, and then they start to cheer us. So, we didn't really expect these characters to get that popular, but at the same time, it wasn't all that surprising, because it seemed to be like, what would happen anyway but the, the fact that like i don't know at one time the commission were probably the most popular good guy characters on the whole show i couldn't say that like we expected that that is fun
0: well then let's rewind the clock let's go back to your first sitting around thinking i'm gonna be a pro wrestler what you know that's always a crazy decision for some folks how did, how did that come about was this something you always knew you were gonna do or
3: no, not really. Um I've always been a fan. I was a fan of wrestling when I was a kid, but uh honestly like I more planned on like trying to be like a play by play guy or a storyline. You know, I didn't know how to like break into wrestling to do things like that. So I actually had researched some local places and there's a small indie that runs in St. Louis off of South Broadway. And I was gonna actually go down there, but like the weekend before I was going to do that, uh, Gary J, a friend of ours had found a flyer for this dude who was like wanting to start a wrestling company. So we met him and then uh, we started like working with him and he was going to train us to be wrestlers. So I decided like, okay, I guess I'll try to do this instead of going down to this place off Broadway. So through then, so through there, we started training with this guy. I mean, he obviously, he had no business training us, but through that, we met other people and actually got real training through them, through Sam Richardson or Adam Raw and a guy named Nick Tyson. And they did our actual training, but, I, you know, I, it's not, I didn't think like my whole entire childhood, like, yeah, I'm going to train to be a wrestler like that. It really wasn't part of my plan. It just kind of happened.
1: So you said that you got some training and then you really got trained by someone else. Did you have a match in between the first time you got trained and then the second time when you actually got trained or were you still like out of the ring and not in front of a crowd during that time period?
3: So yeah, like we had the, I I won't even call it training. It was, you know, just not good training, but we did have a show during that time. It was like a one-off that this guy, he was going to start a company, but he ended up not doing it. So we had a match there and like the guy's name that ran this place was Sam Lacey. He wrestled as Jordan Lacey. So he... He didn't know really what he was doing. Like the guys that trained him didn't know what they were doing. So it's not like he didn't do these things maliciously. He just didn't know any better. So when we came across these other guys who had a little bit more legit training, like he even came along with us and got actually trained himself. So that was good. So pretty much like with us, though, we did this really bad show. And then we started getting this real training. But a lot of our training was done, like, throughout the course of us wrestling on shows. Like, we probably didn't have any real business being on shows for, like, the first probably six months of being on them. But with the company that these other people were starting, they wanted, like, all fresh, like, trainees and fresh people. So they put us on shows, even though, like, ability-wise, we probably shouldn't have been on them. (laughs)
0: Do you think that's a? Because we get that kind of a lot when we speak with some, uh, you know, some local names around here. That when they started training, they either got swindled by somebody who was terrible, or like you said, somebody who just, for whatever reason, was in over their head. Do you think that's a like a high percentage of of guys that get into this business go through something like that, or is it just kind of a? Oh yeah, yeah. It's
3: yeah, I think so. I mean, it's there are a lot of guys that train guys that. They don't have any business training them. And some guys do it like back when I first started because they didn't know any better and they thought, but it dates back to people who do know better. But mm-hmm. well, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, they don't, maybe they don't know better because there are people who will legitimately sit and tell you that they're 25 year veterans of pro wrestling, even though they have never wrestled outside of like their little circle or in their hometown, and I just don't believe that you can do that and then train people because you haven't went out and really gotten any of the knowledge yourself. real big world of pro wrestling out there that, you know, unless if you've traveled and have traveled many different places you don't really know about, so I don't see how you could train somebody to do that. It would be like me trying to train someone how to do open heart surgery when I'm not a doctor. (laughs) It, it just it don't make sense, but a lot of people do that, and that's why it's important if you're going to break into wrestling that you seek out a reputable school with a reputable trainer behind it.
1: Well, describe to us kind of that first time when you went out to wrestle when you weren't really properly trained and then the first time after you actually got, you know, uh, a few lessons under you, under a good teacher, what did you have a different level of confidence? Did you actually like, okay, I know what I can do. And then also tell us about your character. What was the first character for you uh, when you actually got real training?
3: Uh, I mean, as far as confidence goes, like it took me a while to really like get confidence into like what my style would be so between like I guess my first and second match it it was really about the same I mean I I could do things better but as far as like in my head thinking I know what I'm doing there wasn't a big difference uh my first character it was called the European scumbag and it was (laughs) like this American dude who hates America he I mean, identifies himself as European, and that was my character. I wore like a beret and some really tight shirt and a scarf and i what come year out was this? these promos what year what, was a year this? yeah oh oh o two thousand three two thousand two like that okay
0: did you try some like terrible accent too like this sounds like a fun thing to do
3: (laughs) that's the funny thing like i never did like i never had an accent like i probably should have actually changed my wrestling name many 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 years ago like before i started traveling around because i never had an accent and you know you can only explain so much about well really my character is american but he changed his name because of this like really don't make any sense but i never changed the name i don't know why i just did but yeah so really the only difference between i guess gimmicks or whatever is i dropped the uh european scumbag moniker and then i got actual wrestling gear that was really the only change i guess
0: so then at what point uh because you were running st louis anarchy am am i am i correct there right so at what point yeah did you start transitioning into that kind of a role? Because obviously, I mean, you're wrestling, traveling around. At what point are you like, you know what? I've got to do this myself now.
3: Well, it was funny because before we were St. Louis Anarchy, we were a company called LWA. And uh, LWA was run by like a committee of four guys. One of those guys was supposed to be like the wrestling guy. He was the guy that wrote the storylines. Well, except – He would not do it. He would keep dropping the ball. So really, I would be writing these storylines and then sending them to send them the the notes to the meeting with him that he would just use them as his ideas. Well, over the course of time, he quit. And Adam Raw, who was one of the owners or whatever, was like, I don't know what we're going to do because he's the one that wrote the storylines. And, you know, we're going to be pretty much screwed now. So I had to tell him like, oh, you know, not really because I was the one writing them and <laughs> I, mean, I can still do that. So right. that's like how I started booking wrestling. That was probably 10 years or more ago now. So, you know, I booked LWA and then through the course of LWA, like all those management guys quit. Then Jordan Lacey stepped in to help me in a manager role with LWA. And then, you know, we did LWA for years. And our numbers used to be really good for an indie. Like we were, we were drawing like 250 people every two weeks, but those numbers dipped down dramatically over the course of eight years. So we just felt like it was time to do something else and really do something that was ours. Cause no matter what we ever did with LWA, it was really never ours. We didn't start it. So that's when we joined up with Anarchy in Texas and started St. Louis Anarchy.
1: Writing the storylines, is that like uh i'm trying to phrase this the proper way so like the storyline part of pro wrestling is that what got you intrigued and got you hooked because you know you hear so many different people that like you know the big flips or the moves or the athleticism or you know uh the look kind of stuff like that but was it the storylines that hooked you and is that why you were so i guess talented to write all the storylines for uh lwa
3: Yeah. Like for me, it's, uh, I'm big on emotional investment. Like I believe that anything that's going to have any kind of longevity, you need to be able to have people emotionally invest into what you do rather than getting them emotionally invested through a certain character or through a certain storyline or just through the way you brand your product. Like St. Louis Anarchy, we didn't have, tons of storylines with that like the audience we catered to was more of a niche audience who wanted to see acts and her hard hitting and slipping but we branded our product in a way to where the fans are emotionally invested just in the brand itself like the fans the St. Louis anarchy fans are the most passionate group of fans that i had ever seen and that's why when we announced that we were you know transitioning over into nwl there were a lot of those fans that were at first, very upset about it because they were losing something they loved because they were emotionally invested into it. So for me, that's what pro wrestling is. That's why I loved it. It's because you can emotionally invest into that pretty much different than you can anything else.
0: So then since you brought that transitioning into into the NWL, let's kind of talk about that because <laughs> we've had, uh, you know, We've had Chris Goff on here many times when he was running Metro Pro. We've had Major on here. And then in some of our personal conversations, even with Jeremy, they've discussed how how dedicated and just how feverish those St. Louis fans were. So they kind of expected some of the blowback that they got. But how did you receive – like, did was this Major called you up? Or did, did Chris kind of connect you too? And what did you think of this idea when they brought this NWL idea to you?
3: Well, uh, yeah, it was Chris that reached out to me, and then uh, he introduced me to Major. And, you know, just by talking to Major the first time, like, he's very passionate about what he does. And, I mean, his track record speaks for itself as far as his business career. But, you know, even that aside, like, he has a passion for wrestling. And and even more so than that, he he cares about what the consumer thinks. Like, with the Anarchy fans, a lot of them were very, very upset. Like, when we announced it over social media, I think when we announced it, we announced it two weeks before what would end up being our last show. And a lot of those fans were very upset. But he came he came out, came down to Alton on the last St. Louis Anarchy show, came out, spoke to the fans, and answered questions that a lot of times people won't answer, like, you know, why, like, why are you running on Thursdays and this and that? Like, he answered those questions and then just recently put out a thing answering a lot of people's questions. So they, they sold me on that. Like, he, not on, on his passion sold me. And then I, I do believe in the direction that we're taking the company as far as character-based, storyline-driven, professional wrestling. Because that's the kind of wrestling that that I love to do. Going back
1: to your career, one thing that I find just interesting about the indie wrestler you know, journey is some of the places that you guys will go. So where was the place that you've been or maybe a, an event that you worked at where you're like – holy crap, I'm in this town working as a pro wrestler. Or was there an event where you're like, wow, this is so freaking cool. I'm, you know, backstage at Raw or whatever it is. Was there anything like that where you, like, kind of had to pinch yourself and be like, this is so cool what I'm doing?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, there were a few. Like, we we did a show once in Minneapolis at First Avenue where they filmed the movie Purple Rain. That was pretty cool. Uh we did Shakar in 2009 for the first time, and that match ended up becoming infamous. But, you know, even instead of that, just uh, being backstage with this plethora of indie talent from all over the world where myself, Gary Jay, Davey Vega, and Evangelistica were probably the only four guys in that locker room who weren't known, like, worldwide. Like, every top guy in the country and in the world was on that weekend and then we were back there too so that was really crazy and just like following that journey we had Jakarta all the way up to coming back like seven years later and getting a standing ovation from their fans like that was that those were all really cool moments
1: well not to uh you know uh make you a name drop or anything but paint the picture like who was back there so for the ones that aren't familiar with that event like tell us about you know who were the other guys backstage with you
3: oh god just about everybody uh brian danielson was back there claudio castanelli dave taylor uh johnny saint was on that weekend uh, kota Ibushi was on that weekend the young bucks al generico austin aries uh and Mike Quackenbush himself, obviously. Uh tons of people were on oh, that. Oh, So thing those
1: guys. And,
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Like and <laughs> <know>. then, uh, <laughs> they're no European <laughs> like, scumbag. Oh, okay. but.
0: So so okay, so now we've had a kind of a chance. Uh we've been uh you know, at some of these N W L events and seen you uh running stuff. We've seen you with the headset, you're running around, you're getting things organized. How is you know, and you, you've been doing that obviously for what a decade or more with this, with the uh, LWA and St. Louis Anarchy. But ha- how, have you feel like you've settled into that role now, and kind of walk us through some of that? Like, do you, when do you take a step back and think like, wow, the the where I've ended on this journey, or where I've come to at least?
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of surreal to make a comfortable living off pro wrestling in the first place so just that aspect of it is uh surreal in itself uh, as far as like you know to me like i like i had a lot of questions when this first popped up like oh well you have to you know retire from the ring like what but to me like i always enjoyed this part of the business more than the wrestling. Like, I, I mean, I love the wrestle and like, I, I always appreciated the fans that supported us and everything like that. But I, I, I'm big on like leading people. Like, I like to take a guy who don't have a lot of confidence and then build his confidence and mold him into, you know, being good and let like helping someone. When, when you help somebody realize their potential and you help them go further than they thought they could go. I get a bigger thrill off of that than anything that I personally could accomplish inside the ring myself. So that's better for me. And I, I mean, I've seen that like Davy Vega. I like to tell this story about Davy Vega because a lot of indie fans, they see him now. Like he's one of the top guys. He go out there every time he kills it. He has great matches with anybody he's in there with. But when he first started, like, He would get so nervous. He he would vomit in the bathroom, like be pale. He wouldn't think he could go out there and, you know, through working with him. And it's not like I'm taking credit for him because he's put in hours and hours and hours of hard work and training. But, you know, I helped him develop in and gain confidence. And now he's doing fantastic. And to me, that's those kind of things are, I get more out of that than I ever wrestling in a wrestling match.
1: But one thing, uh, maybe this is a little selfish on my part, but can we at least see the commission once in the NWL? <laughs> I think just like a maybe, if it, even if it's a one-off, I think the commission in the NWL needs to happen at some point. That's all I'm saying. But I won't put you on spot for that. But we'll get <laughs> into our five questions, and I'll let Captain kind of introduce that.
0: All right. So we like to get kind of a. a... We'll call this just a a view of, of the entire industry when we have guests on. So we ask the same five questions to see these varied responses, right? And we're the right. Spanish announce table, so we like to have a little bit of flair with it. We couldn't just call it five questions, so we came up with the... Uh, uh, this was super hard to come up with, but we came up with the name of... Cinco preguntas. Cinco preguntas. Very tough. Took Google Translate to figure that one out. So the first one here, and uh, this one we say this is a gimme, but people start to um, start to kind of pause when we ask it, who would you say is your favorite wrestler of all time?
3: Uh, well, Hulk Hogan was my first favorite wrestler, so I always go with that. like I mean I was a big Hulkamaniac.
0: Yeah, yeah, we share that there. what uh what's uh, what sticks out as like say your favorite Hulk Hogan moment then? this is kind of a, an offshoot of this question then
3: uh i i mean him joining the nwo was really cool yeah Uh, i agree i always like when he came back and wrestled earthquake it's like summer slam i think yes yes. or something like Mm -hmm. that was a good one uh and then him and rock at wrestlemania 18 was another good one and you're hitting all the heels with us here (laughs) yeah so those are probably the top three
1: Okay. All right, so let's follow that up with question number two. What is your favorite match of all time? And since you're a worker, what is your favorite match that you've been in? And then what's your favorite match that you've watched?
3: Um, Favorite match I've watched, I guess, I always, like, I put a lot of thought into it, but I always end up going back and saying uh, Tom Michael and Undertaker, like their first one, is probably mm-hmm. my favorite match of all time. Uh hmm. My favorite match I have been in, I don't really know, like I really enjoyed the uh last match that me and Evan had against Vegas again, which at the last Metro Pro so I like that one a lot.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a surreal event too. Let's let's do another quick offshoot of that when cuz that was such a it's kind of like you said with St. Louis Anarchy. The the fans there were such a part of it. It felt like a family atmosphere, and you knew obviously you're you to N.W.L. and you believe in that product. But that had to be kind of a moment where you looked around and went, "Man, this is an era coming to an end here."
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Like uh, can like Metro Pro was my favorite place to go wrestle. Like them and Shakara were my favorite places. So you know, anytime something like that, yeah, you're gonna leave that. Uh, intimate atmosphere, it's always a big deal.
0: Okay. Well, then we'll get into our third thing here. Um, who would you say is your biggest influence in the business?
3: Oh, you know what? Like I, as far as, as far as wrestling wise, like just the people that train me, but like I've had a lot of like personal conversations with Mike Quackenbush and Chris Hero and both those guys have yeah, taught me a ton about like how to lead people and how to brand a product. and you know, how to, how to get talent to believe in what you're doing and things like that. I would say the two of those guys.
1: All right. Now the next question, and, uh, you've been in the industry for, you know, years upon years. So I know you've heard all the different terms, but what is your favorite pro wrestling term? Uh, as far as like baby face and heel, that kind of stuff. What, do you have a favorite wrestling term?
3: Uh, not really. You know what? Like I'll say this, like, I, I can go on a rant about this, but I won't, but I hate the term Mark. Like I, I absolutely hate it. I think it's an outdated term. It's offensive. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was funny because when we, when the NWL started, we people kind of got up in arms about the term wrestling. Which, I mean, like everyone's entitled to their opinions. So like I understand it, but to me, the term Mark's way more offensive, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I hate the term Mark. Uh, As a joke, like I don't know, like in my inner circle, we we make fun of a lot of these inside terms, like uh, the boys and shaking everybody's hand when you show up and leave. Like you don't really do that at work. Like when you go into your real job, if you work, uh, say you work retail, you don't walk into Walmart and shake everybody's hand when you get there. You don't thank your boss for putting you on the schedule. Like you don't shake everybody's hand at the end of your shift. Like why is wrestling got to be that way? I don't understand that, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a favorite inside term. I make fun of a lot of the inside terms, though.
0: That's fun. I like that. It's a, a unique angle. So then this is our fifth question, and it's not even really a question, but it, it fits the narrative to call it Cinco Perguntas. Uh, and this one should be fun, because, uh, uh, but we're going to put you on the spot a little bit since uh, you, you talk about your storyline writing here. This is a, a hypothetical situation. right? We're going to say the three of us are sitting in a creative meeting, and we've got to book you to your next big feud – and, and this one's to, to the top right here. I'm talking the highest of levels. In your next big feud against my co-host T-Mac, I need you to give me the storyline.
3: Uh, hmm. I don't know. Maybe he goes to show up to do this show, and he's attacked from behind, and then I fill in for him and take over all the uh, fame that comes from doing a radio show, and then Oh yeah. the story His battle back to reclaim his co-host spot i like that
0: because it's a lot of fame let me tell you oh man man. the (laughs) money the just everything yeah i like that because you know i've been looking for a new co-host for a long time i'm not gonna lie uh just you know it's it's you
1: haven't been secretive about it just letting you know the (laughs) captain so so hold on who goes over do i get my spot back or do you retain and then now i just get kicked to the curb
3: No, no, I'd have to put you over. I'm wait, I'm too busy yes. now to be able to do a radio show.
0: <laughs> uh, Team Mac wins again. So, okay. <laughs> so, we've got NWL, uh, STL is kind of, you know, I mean, you, you've obviously got your your hands and your involvement on both sides here, but NWL, STL is kind of your your baby here. You guys run every other Thursday night at the Casa Loma Ballroom in, in St. Louis. You got any, like, if anybody's on the fence, what what's your plug to kind of convince them to get out there?
3: Oh man, I, I have several. Like number one, like I mean I help out a little bit in Kansas City, but St. Louis is my like those are my guys. And mm-hmm. I, I really do believe our roster in St. Louis is heads and tails above the one in Kansas City. So mm-hmm. I mean then to prove that you can just watch the YouTube videos and see that for yourself. Uh matter of fact it just came across yesterday that uh Kansas City is going to be hosting a St. Louis showcase match. So we'll actually be able to prove that Saturday for people who come out to the show when we have a showcase match there of Maverick taking on Christian Adonis, which is probably going to be the best match on that card. I think I'm excited Uh, to see this.
0: I've heard a lot about this Maverick guy. I've heard he's, he's something to witness.
3: He's very, very intense. He's a intense fellow. And, uh, you know, you if you're from Kansas City, your best chance to see him is going to be coming out Saturday and watching him and Christian Adonis steal the show. I, I truly believe that's going to happen. So I like this uh, another, Go ahead. Oh, oh, no,
0: by all means, go ahead.
3: So I was just going to talk about the Fight Club pass. Uh, yes. other, if you're on the fence, like we are offering a Fight Club pass. And I mean, that's a fantastic deal for. They're, they're, for $50, you can sit front row for two shows a month. So that averages out to $25. So you're almost saving half off of every show you come to by doing the Fight Club. If you don't want to sit front row in St. Louis, those prices go as low as $15 a month. That's awesome. $7 That's seven a ticket to sit general admission, which is also a great seat. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's just really no reason to not do that. For, I like what you guys for the have- production value in these shows and... The talent level of these shows like it, it is really worth mm-hmm. the investment
0: I like what you guys have there in st. Louis too that they don't have in Kansas cities you have the these VIP tables where you can uh what you get like a your your own personal waiter or waitress and and you get uh what you get like I, I forget what the deal is it's 50 bucks per per seat at the table or something like that is, is how does that deal work again
3: I believe it I, I actually think that the table deal had to be moved away because we needed more seating oh wow. but well, then, then, then um, I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well. But you never know. Maybe one day we can bring that back. But uh, okay. there's two or three working bars in the Casa Loma. So the line for the bars aren't going to be very long because there's three of them. Uh, mm-hmm. They have like good that. drink deals. Like it's, it's really worth it to come to St. Louis. Even if you're from Kansas City, it's only a three hour trek down. I mean, it's, it, it's worth it.
0: So, and, and Major made this announcement, too, that uh, there's kind of, as you said, you're you're having a showcase. It sounds like there's going to be a revenue-sharing program. So people, like you said, that are maybe in the other city but keep hearing about the other one are going to get a chance to kind of see the roster. But it sounds like you're confident that uh, that St. Louis will win that showcase every time.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, we have a heck of a roster. Like, our guys are, are hard-working guys. Most of them have been all over the country. And, you know, and I, and I, I don't want to. You know, I can't want to say too much and get in trouble here. I'm not saying that Kansas City's like terrible by any means, but when you put them up against what we have in St. Louis, like, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. Let me think. It's like the Yankees and I don't know a bad baseball team. You're both like major league baseball teams, just one is uh, obviously (laughs) superior to the other. That's kind of like the comparison I like to use. Like they're a major league baseball team, they're just not as good as our team. I
1: love that. That was the best analogy ever because they are both major league baseball teams, but one's the Yankees yeah. and the other isn't right.
0: So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's good. I man. I won't let you, uh, I won't keep you know, too much longer. I'm sure you've got, uh, important things to do. Uh, so we'll, we'll let's get some, uh, plugs. Obviously, uh, all the NWL stuff is, is out there. Uh, we tell our listeners quite frequently, so I'm sure they're all following that, but do you have any personal Twitters or, or Facebooks, Instagrams you want to plug out there?
3: Uh, hey, I'm on Facebook and Twitter both as Pierre Abernathy. Okay. You can give me a follow, shoot me a message. Kinda right. weird not to be able to put over for bookings, email me here because uh-huh. I'm not accepting bookings anymore, but Well now, now you're doing the bookings, So
0: let's <laughs> Yeah. That settled so all right. Well, then, cool. We'll let you get out of here. Check check out those shows, those NWL STL shows. Check out if you're in Kansas City, you'll get to see some of their roster. Uh, and it's been great having you on here, man. We appreciate you taking us on a journey of your career there.
3: Oh, no, thank you guys for having me. All right, we'll appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, bye bye.
1: Well, that was fun. That was. That yeah. was really cool. And it's really cool to hear the pro wrestler aspect that is I, I guess what I'm trying to say is he was a pro wrestler but he knew that his end game and what he really wanted to do was the backstage stuff. And it's cool to see someone realize their dream. You know what I mean? Like obviously they've got you know miles upon miles to go and you know they're just starting out, but to say, "Hey, I want to do this" and then to work your way to get to that point, it's pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I thought it was real fun how he mentioned uh, he was going to steal all the fame and and fortune that, that, that comes with your spot here on the Spanish announce table. So at least he recognizes what we're doing over here. Of course, like I said, we're we're
1: hitting them off with bats. We're so famous, you know. <laughs> Can't take it. That's why. That's why we're not doing it at the studio anymore. Too many people were showing up, so we had to to go into seclusion and find our own little niche in the world yeah. and do
0: this uh, in peace. That's why we had to run off to Papa Shango's basement and all those you kind know? of things. You know, shit happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm sending my thank yous as we speak to Pierre over the uh, over the interwebs here.
1: As you should, because every time you interview someone, you should say thank you. But not every time you go to work should you thank your boss for being on the schedule.
0: <laughs> that was a fun thing, too.
1: That's like, a great thing. That is shake true. Your, yeah. There's so <laughs> many norms in just each little aspect of the world, right? And in, in our norm, in the pro wrestling, it is to shake everyone's hand, to shake everyone's hand at the end of the night, to thank the promoter. It's like, I get it to a certain aspect, but then eventually... What am I doing? Am I just doing this because of Mm -hmm. ritual and blah, 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 or am I doing this because I really care? Because like he said, if you go to work at Walmart or retail, any other place, you don't – hey, guys, hello, 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 and everyone gets in line so you can shake their hand. You know what I mean? You're just people. You're just dudes or women.
0: And Here's another thing that stuck out to me about this interview with Pierre here is uh, he's another person that we've had on yet who have mentioned that Metro Pro Wrestling was one of their favorite, if not the favorite place, to work. That's Which, what I told you
1: when yeah. I was doing my little bit of traveling and I got to see on TV a few different other smaller promotions. But when I actually got to go to uh, Houston and go to Booker T's uh, show, mm-hmm. yeah, and that one's written, I think, by Bruce Pritchard. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. it has Booker T's name to it. And still, not being biased at all. But Metro Pro was better. Well, it just and so, was.
0: And so that kind of maybe speaks to this NWL. I mean, because those same people that had – Almost all the influence of Metro Pro are now run the NWL, and it's a even bigger monster with a lot more resources behind it. And, but and they I still like, need to bring back the commission. They do need to bring back the commission, and maybe the European scumbag makes a makes a one time appearance. I mean, that sounds. Fun. I think I think the commission as a heel
1: faction going up against major is perfect. Oh yeah, wouldn't it be fun? Because every. Yeah, every time Major wants to do something for the fans, the commission says they can't because mm-hmm. of rules and regulations. I think that's just a, right there. It's a great yeah, power show,
0: especially if they if they said they need to properly screen the powerpoints uh, beforehand. Yes!
1: you know what I mean. It's so great. That's <laughs> they could have rip- their edits done
0: up. on the powerpoints on there. Yeah. yeah, that could be fun. And I think that's a great idea that they've come out with. Is this um, revenue sharing program? So each show is going to have a showcase match from the other side on the card. So that way, that's good. I think that'll help entice folks that maybe have time and can travel both ways or maybe live in between and can go to both sides. You get to see what's happening over on the other side of the uh, of the divide. But that's the NWL, we will move on. We'll say thanks to Pierre and of course, all the folks over there at NWL have been gracious to us and allow us to hang around and, and play journalist. And it's uh, coming up this Saturday here in
1: Kansas City. Oh, if you're yeah. in the area or surrounding area, yeah. make sure to come out to the Scottish Rite Temple this Saturday night. It's going to be fun. Uh, you got the Regal Twins, got the Jeremy Wyatt, uh, got a St. Louis uh, showcase match, as he mentioned and you mentioned, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll probably get a PowerPoint. And those are always fun.
0: Those are always fun. And uh, we are supposed to meet up with a, a local wine connoisseur who's booked on the card, Niles Plonké, and maybe have a little wine tasting with him. So maybe we'll catch some footage of that and, and uh, show you how fun that is, right? We're getting all sophisticated-like. Yeah? We're going to drink some wine. Yeah, this is, it's going to be better than this Boulevard wheat that I'm drinking right now. And maybe it won't be. I don't know. Hmm? Boulevard wheat's pretty damn good. Boulevard wheat is pretty damn good. All right, well, let's take a break. Let's come back and we will do... Uh, what's next? Uh, emails, huh? Emails. Duh, duh, emails. Duh, emails. That's when we return to the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And?
1: The human eye can detect more shades of green than any other. Trinity Topics Network, back home, baby.
2: On, man. I'm cool, I'm cocky, I'm bad
1: I pick a mean guitar, I
2: wear a blue suede shoes You ought to hear me
1: sing the snakes skin blues I'm just a hockey song man
2: What a rush!
0: It's time for the emails, Uh. How'd you like that interview, T Mac? Loved it. Uh,
1: scary note, though, that's actually the sound I made during commercial break uh, because of how sick
0: I am. Yeah. 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 That was actual audio. From... Yeah. That was not Hawk. That no, was yeah. T Mac. That was T Mac, Hawk and a loogie. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's get into the emails. If you want to email the show, just fucking do it. TableShow at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. This is where you can get a little bit more long form than you would in Tweet the Table. And uh, we'll discuss right here. We have two of them this week, and as is customary and has been since we've been doing this, I don't even know why we would do it any differently. We kick it off with Katie, the first lady, and she says, <laughs> "After watching raw, what seems like fifteen hundred hours of w or after watching what seems like fifteen hundred hours of WWE, we're on the road to WrestleMania in a big way." <coughs> We got a debuting Samoa Joe, finally, seemingly as Triple H's hired gun to go after Seth Rollins, which I like, and will be a good challenge to go through him at Fastlane. 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 WWE (coughs) Fastlane. To get to Triple H, most likely at WrestleMania. Maybe not. Now to go back to Rumble. I thought it was a good show with Cena and Styles having the match of the night. And I believe their best match to date. And finally, in two weeks, we will have the Elimination Chamber. And with the match officially set, who do you want to see facing Orton at Mania? And what happens with Joe at Mania? So much good shit building can't wait. Talk to you guys next week. Later. Katie, the first lady. I don't know that I've ever heard Katie cuss. I like it. Yeah. guess I haven't heard her cuss yet, but you know what I mean. Write it. it right, yeah. Write yeah. it out.
1: Yeah. Uh, who do you want here? You you give me yours first, and then I'll tell you mine. Yeah. Well, we're not
0: going to get uh, Joe Rollins what? at, at uh, the Fastlane. So, okay. we're gonna...
1: but let's assume. <laughs> are we talking Fastlane or Rumble or Well, uh, mania? we're
0: talking getting to Mania. You know. Okay,
1: let's assume that Rollins can make it because yeah, the, the WWE gonna... diet can get you to do things you mm-hmm. never thought you could. I
0: think he's going to go up against Triple H. But I can even but no, see. But what it. does Joe do? And then what does I kind almost do? see. Maybe because Rollins might not be able to fully go, maybe we get a triple threat. So Triple H stacks the deck. We get Triple H and Samoa Joe against Seth Rollins, right? Ooh, that's a great idea. Yeah, right. Because then they get a highlight Joe, but they still get Triple H in there and they get Rollins. So I'm going to book that. Uh, God. Good I, w- on I, you. I would love to see Wyatt win the Elimination Chamber, and then we have the whole Orton-Wyatt thing with Luke Harper as a wild card. What happens here? Does he side with Orton? Does he side with Wyatt? <laughs> uh, which I would book him to side with Orton as the swerve, of course. Uh, remember,
1: that's what I said a long time ago?
0: Yeah. So that's what I would do there. Um, what else we Do you got? remember that? I, Remember, don't my I, head. I booked
1: it to where I said uh, Luke Harper turns on uh, Wyatt and then you get Wyatt to go by himself. And it's a you hell of an idea.
0: Yeah, it's a hell of an uh, idea. Yeah, because then Orton it. is leading Harper around, and Then you've renewed Orton as this top guy who can manipulate folks because he's always been yep. that heady. It's kind of what he was doing with uh, Legacy. Yep. Right? Yep.
1: So I you love do? your idea. Your ideas are better than mine. What I was going to say— is you do the Rollins Triple H, right? Uh-huh. Then you do a hired gun more scenario because then you turn Samoa Joe almost into a hitman, yeah, and have him win the him. And, right. But then you have him win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, mm. and then you have him establish himself as I'm not only a hitman, but I beat all of you. Don't believe me? Look at that. Yeah, and then then you can get him rubbed up against. Let's just say that. God hope it doesn't happen, but let's say AJ Styles ends up in that battle royal for whatever fucking reason, right? Then you get Joe and AJ, you know what I mean, or you get you just get Joe with a bunch of people that you haven't seen him in the ring with before, and that adds a little bit of ooh. And then you put him into a program after Mania, and then yeah, I think Wyatt Orton has to happen. I think that's the most logical. Just. Easy do. It's what like else, Ty Deliger at number 10.
0: What else are you going to do with Orton that would make any sense with this little time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you definitely <laughs> cannot
1: do Cena, Orton. Oh, they're going to. I feel like they're going to. No, because they're doing it next week on TV. Yeah. They're doing it on SmackDown, so I don't think they're going to do it at Mania. I don't know, man.
0: Oh, trust me. I don't either. Because here's but what I don't say. think. I don't think we're going to see Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get what I would book. I don't think WWE is going to place the, – the WWE title is still their flagship title. Oh, yeah. And they're not going to put that on Bray Wyatt a month before WrestleMania and have him be the main event at WrestleMania against Randy Orton. They're just not going to do that. You don't believe so? No. I think they could open up the match. I think the, Triple H would do that, but I don't think he would be able to convince Vince McMahon <laughs> – to do that for WrestleMania. Vince McMahon is still very much Batista, Roman Reigns, John Cena, Undertaker. Let's get Steve Austin, if he'll agree. Like, he's just yeah. that guy.
1: I could see that opening mania, like
0: uh, Edge yeah. and Del Rio did. But for the WWE title, like, I, I, well, yeah, I guess. Well, that's starting to the world title. Yeah, I may consider the universe. They may consider the universal title as the number one title right now. Yeah. They very well I mean, might. the universe is bigger than a world. Well, and it's Raw. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen the, uh, in the news that they're possibly redoing that belt even. So what does yeah, what does Cena do? What does Cena do? Yeah, cuz I don't know because you would have to transition the title off of him at the elimination chamber. So he would have to somebody would have to almost cost him the title to make a we're going to fight, right? For for just for my payback. So maybe a Baron Corbin.
1: That's who I was thinking, but, God, that doesn't scream big fight. You know no, what I mean? No, but I
0: could see how they would say, this is going to give Baron Corbin the rub he needs, you know?
1: But I'm saying, like, selling it to the nine-year-olds. They're just like, fuck that. He already beat him with A AA easy three weeks ago. You know? Yeah. I don't know. This is hard, but unless, it's fun, unless too. Unless
0: Undertaker. See oh, Undertaker. God.
1: This is fun. This is why I like maniacs, because it's not predictable
0: so far. Yeah. All right. Katie. I like, I, like, I like Katie. She's the best. So now we'll skip over number two and number three, because they don't fucking matter, right? Yeah, we didn't like them. We you didn't, didn't like them. them. Your email sucked. And we're going to skip right to the fourth row, and it's Mr. Fourth Row. And he says, hello, all. Hello. Well, the calendar is turned over to February, so that means we're getting closer to Valentine's Day. With all the goodies <laughs> and sweetness it means. My questions this week is, who would you like to be your Valentine this year? I would like mine to be Alexa Bliss. I think it would be a fun time with her and all that is contained in that small package. Hey. And speaking of sweetness, where the hell are the WWE ice cream bars? Once Uh, again, that's my view, not from the cheap seats, not from the most expensive seats, but from the fourth row, Mr. Fourth Row. So, assuming I'm not married, which I am, which I would like my wife to be my Valentine, if I were to say who would be my wrestling Valentine, hmm, I don't know, man. It depends on what angle I'm looking for. Am I a single twenty-year-old? Because I'm going for oh, no, you're kind right
1: of... now. It's it's 2017. Oh, right now,
0: okay. So I'm an adult, right, with yeah. adult responsibilities. I might go, n- might go natty. it Valentine. Okay. And I might go a Brie Bella-ish. A little hippie for me, though, which is saying something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just saying something. Um, Becky Lynch, kind of high on. Can I have three Valentines? Um, no. I, <laughs> if I had to extend my Valentine out, I don't think
1: you got to think it's also a date you're not just fucking them well yeah no that's what i'm saying them. right oh, okay. yeah
0: that's where i'm going like hey i'm i'm thinking because i'm an adult and i'm i'm four, right. six years old that i am looking for a date that could lead to a long-term relationship so yep. that's why i'm saying you're wholesome types your are natties you breeze becky lynch just i don't know much about her personal life though um uh, but if I'm just like, hey, I would just like to have a fun evening with this person. Well, that opens the door to almost all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Bailey? Ooh, Bailey. Yeah, no, no. She looks like a child to me. Um, Alexa Bliss looks like a child yeah, to me. Yeah, Alexa Bliss. That's why I haven't said her either. Yeah. Um, her name Charlotte? Naomi's not bad. Um, uh, no, I don't know. Just because... Sasha? It looks like Charlotte would like... like just out squat me and like, I don't know that I, <laughs> but Sabina. um, no, no. What no. about Carmela? No, them snookers don't do well with, with their significant others. Um, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, um, no, I can't stand Carmela. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to stick with my original three and I'm going to pick, um, yeah, I'd go Becky Lynch. Uh, okay, I have a valentine, okay.
1: and so I would like to keep her. Her name is Emily. She is uh-huh. very sweet, yep. and I like her mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. But if that didn't happen and I have to choose- Right, we're uh, assuming a,
0: the, our, our actual significant ad, others don't exist. Right.
1: Well, it's an easy date, and it makes total sense, because I like the place, and I like her, so- I'm taking Mickey James to Arby's.
0: Oh, I forgot about Mickey James. Yeah, Arby's. Hey, did you <laughs> see the nip slip? Yep. Yep. I like that. No, but
1: if I'm being serious, I would, uh, Becky Lynch. She's dating an MMA fighter. She loves MMA. She loves pro wrestling. Right there. We're just talking about two things of my favorites mm-hmm. uh, and obviously of hers. So yep. I think that would be great. I'd take her to a fight. There's a nice. KCFA here well, uh, now, February okay.
0: 25th. Now we can't both get the Valentine from Becky Lynch. What did you go with Becky Lynch? Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you went with Maddie. All right. I thought All you were right, so go, go with Maddie. Maddie.
0: You'll go with Becky right. Lynch, and we'll 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 both we'll both be cool. I
1: would I would give her I would give Becky Lynch this Valentine. You want to hear it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roses are red. Uh-huh. My my heart is fat. <laughs> be my Valentine or catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, so, I could do the same.
0: I could tell Natty, I would say, Roses are red. My heart is fat. Be my Valentine. You can bring your cat.
1: Oh, right? I like that. Yeah. Right. Yes. That
0: right. was actually really good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Two paws. Catch me outside. How about that? That has four paws. All right. Let's. <laughs> oh, let's go into T Mac's three P's. Each week, T Mac. In an effort for us to be positive on this show, is going to give us three things to be. Are we still doing all positives? Yeah, all yep. positives. All positives. We drop the patient because, hey, if you can be patient about it, you can be positive about it, right? Of course. So, <coughs> excuse me. Each week, T Mac gives you three things that were positive about the week of wrestling. Because sometimes, as wrestling fans, we can get a little down and we can get negative. It can get but, hard. But we don't want to do that. We nope. want to be positive. T Mac. Yeah. What are the three Ps for this week? P1. It's an easy layup, but I'm
1: going to say it because it has to be said, but Samoa Joe is now on the main roster. Yes. It still feels surreal, right? Like, yes. I don't know. I'm still thinking TNA. I know all the time in NXT, yada, 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 but it's still, it's TNA. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not Impact Wrestling. Hey, that's We've TNA. got what,
0: AJ Styles, Samoa yep. Joe, Bobby Roode. Yeah.
1: But it just feels weird that Samoa Joe is standing next to Triple H in a storyline.
0: Yes. Now, I would have, back when we started arguing and everybody was leaving TNA, I would have argued that we would see Samoa Joe before AJ Styles. Right. But. But it's still amazing. So
1: that's P1. P2, it was the details in the Royal Rumble. As I mentioned before, the Xavier Woods, uh, Bray Wyatt callback, the Ellsworth and Dean Ambrose callback, the Ellsworth Mm -hmm. and Braun Strowman callback. And so those little details were really fun to see. And like I said, it's the Rumble match. You got to see Goldberg and Undertaker square up with each other. You never get to see that. You know what I mean? An Undertaker eliminated Goldberg. That's pretty cool. That is cool. And that's also cool because then it creates this like round robin, like a paper rock scissors, right? Yes. So Brock Lesnar always beats Undertaker. Goldberg always beats Lesnar. But then Lesnar – or but then Undertaker always beats Goldberg. So right. it's like a rock, paper, scissor. I love that aspect. That's really cool. <laughs> yep. So that's P2. Okay. And then P3 uh, – man, choked on my spit there. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Good is, radio. Is,
0: P3 is not how you feel right now. <laughs> No, yeah,
1: I am not positive right now. I'm really tired. Uh, P3, I was going to say, is probably um, – I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence because I want to say Kevin Owens retaining, but then I also want to say the new direction for AJ Styles. I'll go new direction for AJ Styles. So now he's not the champ, Mm -hmm. right? And he's still – Look to be like main event quality. He beat Dean yeah. Ambrose, who's Dean Ambrose, who is the intercontinental champ. So yeah. I like that now AJ is hitting the second stride. You know, it was like that first, hey, I'm just uh, AJ Styles. Then he got the heel turn. Then he got the title. Now it's the next. So we're getting to see more of him. And uh, the rumor is him and Shane McMahon. And I'm excited about that.
0: That could be fun. It could be. Could be
1: yeah all right it, that's it's gonna years. be fun because Shane will do a spot oh God, and AJ will. will make the match awesome yep you know what yeah. I mean hey man this was a fun show it was it was a
0: great interview great information great laughs well and of course we had a huge week with the two major events so it was bound to be a long show too we had a lot of talking points and a lot of angles there's a lot of what happens next right now and that always that's one of the funnest things about pro wrestling is those moments of okay what happens next? Yep. And that's where we're I at right it. now. Yep. So we will get out of here. We will be back next week for episode 185. Stay on the uh, stay on the lookout on our social media for some fun NWL stuff coming this weekend as we go there Saturday night. Come the on. The Scottish Rite Temple in Kansas City. Get your tickets, fightkc.ticketfly.com, and check out all of our social media, Spanish Announce Table Podcast on Facebook. Uh, table show on twitter tweet the table on the instagram and uh, we'll just call it that check out the website also spanish follow us on the twitter at table show TMAC at the awesome voice and we will be back next week 185 of the spanish announce table spanish table.net and j is the only letter letter that does not appear in the periodic table
1: TrinityTopicsNetwork.com.